Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty number 78. I am Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. And this is number 78. Who is number 78? Uh, Villanueva from Pittsburgh. Only guy that came out for the national anthem that one time. I got Pavel Dimitra. Played with Ottawa. And then uh, pretty much came to prominence in uh, uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I got nothing for 78. Well, I could always be, you know, conceited and say it's me. My high school number was 78 at home. Oh. Well, hey, numbers between 1 and 100. It was bound to happen. One of us. 5, 6, so, and 24. Those were my numbers. So oh, I go. don't even remember. Well, my number <laughs> well, for away was 53, so, meh. I remember none of my numbers at all. <laughs> so we are, uh, let's see, we're probably we're right in the thick of NBA, right in the thick of NHL. You know, it's it's starting to mid the the leagues are starting to take shape. Uh, obviously, we're we're the, the football playoff picture is starting to take shape. The college football playoff picture this weekend. Holy shit! Yeah, that got set. Who saw that coming? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we've we, we've we've beat the college playoff to death with how the three of us really don't get it. And yeah, this weekend did nothing to clarify it for any <laughs> for any of us. Actually, it kind of did. I was listening to the analysts talk about it. They had a couple of uh, guests that uh, just helped decide. Uh, the rankings and everything. And apparently there's a lot of boosters and a lot of people from, uh, you know, the teams on these committee that help uh, or that vote for, you know, the top four. For example, people from Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, all had to leave the room because they had vested interest in teams that could be in the top four. So what is it? You can't vote if your team's going to make it? Right. Your vote won't count because it's an automatic. All right. So does that explain why Michigan made a better bowl than Michigan State with a shittier record? Well, I mean, to me it does. It, it This is all politics. This has nothing to do with the game. Has nothing to do with the game, the players, their record. This has nothing to do with any of the, what happens on the field. This has to do with politics, not politics in the spectrum of government, but you know, college politics. You know. So, in other words, they went from having the coaches AP poll to the top twenty-five, which was picked by the computer, to a playoff. And it's just as much bullshit as, as every other way they came up with before now. Actually, I think this is way worse because this is fixed. I mean, this is absolutely 100% fixed from the start of the season to the end. Well, I mean, it explains why I've been hearing stories uh, since before even, you know, one game kicked off last weekend about <clears throat> how Saban's been, been campaigning for Alabama to end up in one of the four playoff spots. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to campaign for a playoff spot? 
shouldn't you shouldn't be able to campaign for a playoff spot. Either you earned it or you did not, and that's all there is to it. But seems legit. I mean, it, it, like Chris and I were talking during the, you know in the pre-show. Pretty much, this smells like. Oh, your reputation is going to get you in. Who your head coach is is going to get you in. I mean, (laughs) dude, their last game was on the 25th. I mean, are you kidding me? What are you campaigning for? That's what I, 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 and and why is anyone listening to anybody who is campaigning? That's what I'm saying, Rich. I think this is. And how is that even a thing? Campaigning for a playoff spot. I think this has a lot to do with the boosters. How much money they give with all of this? I think that's why Michigan got the better bowl game. I think that's why Alabama's in and not Ohio State. And believe you me, I cannot stand Ohio State, but I think they definitely needed to be there b- before Alabama did. And I, I, I honestly, truly believe this is all just money and politics, and and this way of thinking with our college playoff, whatever you want to call this shit. And that's why it never made sense to me. I'm sitting here watching football games going, they are way better than this team. Why in the hell are they so low ranked and why is this? And Then I listened, you know, a couple of times, like I said, to people that being interviewed and I'm like, aha. So it has absolutely nothing to do with the football team. Got it. Uh, aha. Aha. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, man, seriously. Earl, this is kind of one time where I agree with you with the tinfoil hat. I mean, well, I mean, guys, college, college sports is, I mean, crooked as a fucking, you know, as someone with scoliosis fucking spine, dude. I mean, come on, man. That's, that's, that's nothing new here. I mean, it's, it's an old joke, but it's apt, you know. USC gets caught cheating and Miami Toledo loses, you know, 15 scholarships. That's, that's how they, that's. That's how they punish, you know, the non, what do you call it? The non-showcase schools. You know, SMU gets caught cheating. They get the death penalty. USC gets caught cheating. Ohio State gets caught cheating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Miami gets caught cheating multiple times within a couple decades. Notre Dame gets caught cheating. (laughs) Yeah. Penn State gets, you know, that whole scandal. Death penalty, I I mean, it was talked about, but honestly, I don't think it was on the table. Not like... (laughs) I mean, with SMU, it was you knew it was coming, and it, why? Because Southern Methodist University is not the team who they're not a marquee team in college football. And I, I, I agree with you when you say, "Why the fuck is Michigan playing in a better bowl than State?" I guarantee you, part of it is that somebody got in somebody's ear and said, in the in the bowl selection committee, and said, "You know that U of M travels a lot better than." Than state does so you can put yeah, I'm thinking they got in their pockets too really I do oh duh I, I guess for me you know how I know this is all bullshit one word Auburn Auburn beat the number one team in the country twice this year and they end up number seven how's that work exactly uh, really see and they I, beat I Georgia when they were number one they beat Alabama when they were number one and they end up number seven well, yeah, not even Georgia in the CFP. But Georgia came back and beat Auburn, though. Well, I mean, okay, this is something that Harbaugh said a couple weeks ago, and I, I can, I can agree with it. He thinks they need to expand the college uh, 
football playoff system. And he was savaged by all the, you know, the, the, the state fans saying, oh, yeah, the only reason you wanted to expand it is so your team, you know, your shitty team has a, ch- a better chance of getting in the playoffs. Well, let's be honest here. We have five power conferences. You have Notre Dame, which is an independent. I mean, the chances are you're going to have two teams from one conference who deserve to be there. So right there, you're already excluding, if you only have four spots, you're excluding one of the teams from a Power 5 conference. Now you're excluding two teams from two conferences. Doesn't it make sense to at least expand it to six games, one from the Power 5, one independent, and break them up, break them up like that, where there's six divisions, there's five Power 5 conferences in your independents and the rest of your conferences. Well, if you have two teams from the same conference that are supposed to be in the playoffs, then you should have a championship game, which they do. And that eliminates one of those teams real quick. Well, like I said, I, I this has never been college football's strongest suit um, whatsoever, period. And, I mean, it... it this is this is where they open themselves up every single fucking year for a lot of valid criticism in my book <clears throat> and I think <clears throat> excuse me I think what a lot of I think what a lot of people in in the college football world think is that boy we better have some good fucking playoff games to take everybody's mind off this shit because if you have two blowouts on the way to a national championship and then a team blows out the other team at the national championship doesn't look good for the selection committee. So, yeah, I don't know. When I was growing up, I never really paid attention to the quote national title game or the national champions. But the more I started paying attention and the more I started watching it, the more I got confused. And then that, that answered it this weekend when I was watching, you know, the interviews and stuff. And I'm like, it's all bullshit. Even back in the day when it was computers and all this, it, it's all bullshit. Because you could select a national championship via the playoffs, and it might not even be the best team. You know, like Chris pointed out, you know, you have, you know, Auburn beating the the number one team twice this year, and they're ranked seventh. But you have a team like, you know, Ohio State ranked fifth, and they've lost two games to nobody. Come on now. But Ohio State has had the toughest schedule of the top five teams. See, and and therein lies the rub. You know, how how do you value a, a team? It, is it like Wisconsin, for example? Wisconsin didn't have a real hard schedule at all. But until this w- last weekend, they were undefeated. Well, yeah, because they finally played a real team. Right. So if you, if you look at Wisconsin's schedule, this is the first real team they played all year. Right. Well, UCF is undefeated, and they're what tenth. So yeah, are you are you yeah, placing? They're they're they yeah. Once again, <sighs> right. But are you placing blame on the Strength. team for not having the hard schedule? That's not their fault, is it? But I of, mean, no. You have to. But if you look at UCF's schedule, they played nobody. Their their whole season, nobody with nobody with parentheses at all. But that's why they're down where they're at. I mean, I understand that. Who they. Here's who they played. Uh, FIU, whoever the, what was that, Florida International? Yeah. Yeah. Memphis, yep. Georgia Tech, Maryland, Maine, Memphis, Cincinnati. Who who the hell is ECU, Eastern Connecticut, or Eastern Carolina, Navy, 
P-E-A-Y? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. We got SMU Connecticut Temple. Again, Connecticut and Temple. If this were basketball, I'd be impressed. Yeah. USF and Memphis again. So, yeah. It's a big list of nobody. I'm surprised they're even where they're at. I mean, again, they didn't lose anything. But still. It's all a big fucking mess. Well, definitely. And nobody understands it. it. Like like I said, no system they've come up with in, in my lifetime is everybody happy with. I mean, they got tired of having co-national champions because the coaches poll versus the AP poll. So then they had the computer selection shit and no one was happy with that. And now they have a selection committee. And obviously anyone with half a brain's like, Oh, okay. So you're going to remove machines. Oh, I mean, you can program them to, I guess what favor one, you know, some schools over others, but you're going to replace them with humans who, you know, you can fucking bribe. Come on now. I just don't understand why just why there isn't a playoff system where the winner of each fucking conference everybody plays each other. Like why what why, why is that so hard? That's what I've been saying. And like I said, when Harbaugh come out and you know, gave his opinion, people come out and say, "Oh, it's just because you're trying to get your shitty team in there." Well, First of all, he didn't finish high enough to even be close to being in the playoffs. So what the fuck does what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Nothing. That's just something that people are going to throw out there because they're hating on him. And believe me, when he deserves hate, I'll be right there leading the fucking hate train. You don't deserve hate on this one. I mean, it's six playoff spots or, or eight playoff spots or or a playoff a play in game. You know, something, something. Come up with something. Jesus fucking Christ. Give every give. Give the teams the right to settle it on the field, not in some fucking closed-door meeting between the people who make the selections. What we're saying is, in our world, Ohio State makes the playoffs, people. Yeah. from Michigan, so you know we mean business. Because this conversation ends with the Buckeyes making the playoffs, which they should have. Yeah, unfortunately. Dude, they... Beat on Wisconsin. Well, I mean, you know, still, it's, it's it is Wisconsin. <laughs> True. Saying. I mean, Wisconsin. They beat Joe Lewis's ass. Wisconsin is an issue for Michigan, maybe state. You know what I'm saying? Like, eh, start. I don't know. You start. You start playing the big boys, and eh, I don't think they have that bad of a problem. See, here's, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, dude, you gotta fucking, you gotta put the teams in there that, I, I, I don't know. You gotta expand the playoffs. That's the only way to make it fair. It's the only way to keep all this fucking tinfoil hat bullshit out of it. That's all there is to it. But it's not going. Here's the deal. You figured they would love the idea of expanding the playoffs. Yes. Think of all of the f- extra football you could play in December. NCAA. Not just that. Yeah, a whole month. Whole it's, month it's just, of college it's just football playoffs. Money, money, money. I mean, it's all you have to. That's all you have to do to convince most of these fucking schools. And let's be honest: if you're playing for 
a team who's a football factory and you look to be a draftable player, so at some point you're looking to you know to be drafted. What's it going to hurt to play an extra two, three games, or, or uh, one or two games? Because when you go to the pros, you got a four-game preseason and a sixteen-game fucking regular season. That's if you don't make playoffs. You might as well get them ready to play more games than they play in college. I just, I just don't see what the problem is. You know, I it's people who defend the four teams. I'm like. A four-team playoff, I'm like, I, what, 121, 125, something like that, college football programs. Yes, most of them are fucking garbage, but you're going to tell me four spots is what's, who's going to decide who's the best out of all them programs? Come on now. Well, just like you said in this uh, show, Rich, you have five power conferences, and Notre Dame is an independent. If Notre Dame ever was really supposed to be in the playoffs – then you have two people, as it stands right now, two teams, one conference and Notre Dame that are left out because there's only four spots. If you put Notre Dame in, then you got two other conferences that don't have a, a representative. And as it stands right now, the Big Ten doesn't have a representative. I mean, here's the Power Five, the ACC, Big 12, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC. One team from each of those conferences, whoever finishes last, plays the team with the best record from independent or the other mid-major conferences. That's the play-in game. So it'd be one, two, three, four. No, you'd have to you'd have to go to you'd have to go to eight. You'd have to go to eight spots or have like a wild card round or something. I, bottom line is, goddamn it, if we really wanted to, we could sit down for free and figure this out. There's people being paid millions of dollars to come up with this shit. Who, who are coming up with the the path of most resistance and throwing it in everybody's face? I mean, come on now. Yeah. <sighs> see the Walmart uh, College probably see the the five the blah 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 the finalists for the Heisman came out a little bit before we started recording. No, I didn't see that. Two quarterbacks and a running back: Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, Louisville quarterback Lamar Jackson, and Stanford running back Bryce Love. All three are finalists to be on the Cleveland Browns next season. Oh, that's terrible. How in the hell did they leave Barkley off? I was going to say, where's your boy? You know, you guys like Emmett Smith, fuck Barry Sanders, Jim he Brown's is. baby. I, I guarantee you he goes ahead of love. I guarantee it right now. Ice, my name, calling it. I don't know. That Heisman, being, being a finalist, that's, that's some pretty good cachet. Fuck that. He could win the Heisman. He'll still go behind fucking he, he, Barkley. He ain't dude. gonna. I, uh, oh, no. Mayfield has that shit sewn up. That's his. Cleveland Brown quarterback, Baker Mayfield. God Better help him used to that shit. the national fucking title. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a golden ticket. That's a golden ticket. That's the, start, the Willy Wonka ticket to Cleveland. We're still pricing out loss in Cleveland. Oh, I mean, dude, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> you know you're going to Cleveland if you're the best player in the draft. Do you go manufacture some bullshit to, to, hold, just to get you to drop just so you go to a better team? Guy, like, posts a video on his own Instagram of him beating up his own mom. <laughs> no, I'm not even yeah, bullshitting. I'm not even bullshitting. Like, seriously. I, do, I mean, no, nothing major. You don't. You don't need to get yourself fucked over. But, like, you know, uh, I don't know. Get caught shoplifting crab legs. You know, I, I something. 
I mean, just post, something stupid. Post a video of snorting a white powder substance. But no, Cleveland's so just, clever. When they do the test, they find out it's just aspirin. <laughs> You're still coming to Cleveland, fucker. <laughs> well, you remember you, with 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 if you're Goodell, you got to be careful. You can't do anything too crazy. I would say normally just get into a bar fight, like in the off season. But That's a domestic dispute. Yeah, six, that could be game suspension. Yeah, punch a DJ. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's going to happen. You're going to get drafted. <laughs> There's going to be an investigation your first season. And your second season, you're going to be handed an eight-game suspension. Oh, bullshit. That never happens, Rich. Never. <laughs> you'll appeal it four times. Then you'll finally serve it. Team yeah, will I, lose you right when they need you. Tinfoil hats all around. Nah, it's not tinfoil hats. It's the fucking truth. All you got to do is look at the goddamn league and its commissioner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, this is, that's one of the things that's it, it's funny. I, someone asked me. Why don't you ask Ray Rice? Oh, wait, you can't. Yeah, exactly. He is right. vaporized. Yeah, someone asked me, uh, I don't know, last couple of weeks, they're like, what the fuck's the deal with the NFL? Because on one hand, it, it, it acts like it wants to come down hard on certain things. And on the other hand, they act like they just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, you, what, what's up with the NFL? You're exactly right. And it just confused them even more. And I'm like, unless there's a big fucking outcry over the shit, they don't give a fuck, period. That. The Ray Rice shit until the video come out, it, they were it wasn't career over for Ray Rice. It was you know what one or two games he got suspended at first, and they amended it once the video come out. And then there was the I didn't see the video. There was a bunch of you know uh, three Stooges and or not three Stooges, but uh, Laurel and Hardy, not Laurel and Hardy. Who is it? Abbott Costello. Who's on first? Bullshit. But did you see the video? I didn't see the video. What video? That video? I didn't see that video. Did you see that video? Did you say I didn't see it? Bunch of bullshit like that. So, bottom line is they're going to do what the fuck they want to do. Depends on what a player does. If he gets into a fucking fight, into a one-on-one fight with a guy in a bar and there's no video of it, he's probably going to get a game or two. Somehow it turns into a domestic dispute. A woman was involved in any way, even if she wasn't hit. If it was a fight over a woman, you can probably add two more games to that. So now he's looking at two to four game suspension. God forbid the beer was flying and hit her. Well, and then I was just going to say, then you can just be a bitter ex-girlfriend and just make an accusation to where the police are like, oh, pfft, we got nothing. There's no proof that she did all this shit. And then you still get six games for it, which you don't get paid for, by the way. You sacrifice that game check. It's not like you can make it up. So, yeah, hey, good times. Yeah. Go, go, <laughs> go, go, go first in the NFL. Enjoy the bullshit that comes with it. Yeah. I just so good. say good. So good luck, Baker Mayfield. How the hell is what's his fuck's name? I don't even know his name. Lamar Jackson up for Heisman again? Okay, uh, he's still in. A, he's still uh, in college. That's my point. Well, uh, hold on, I'm right. it says it says he had a comparable season in 2017. He bumped up his completion percentage four points to 60.4. Nearly matched his passing yardage at thirty four eighty nine. He cut down on his interceptions by three, and he threw twenty five touchdowns. He rushed for fourteen forty three and seventeen rushing touchdowns. What's Louisville's so record? He had the same season as last year, basically, is what the uh, article from CBS Sports is saying. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about all of this, you know, playoffs and teams in the playoffs. Is Louisville even ranked? Stand by. No, Louisville is not ranked. No, sir. Right. 
No parentheses. So well, I mean, I think you're making a point. You're you're making a point that it it, it doesn't seem like he's going to be the favorite. I, I just don't understand. You know, I guess Baker Mayfield's definitely got a lot more going for him. So, all right. Shall we move on from the college football talk? Well, yeah, th- I was just saying, I, I don't understand LeVar being a, f- quote, finalist. Team not even ranked, not close to a playoff spot. I don't get it. But is that what it's all about traditionally with the Heisman, though? Or is it about your individual performance? Do the winners, have they generally come from teams that are going to the playoffs? Well, I mean, I thought they had to have, you know, some kind of moxie. What Louisville's 8-4 and four for the season, bro. Come on now. I mean, if he was 11 and 1, 10 and 2, even, maybe, you know, give him Ohio State's record. I see it. Bohasiri, 4. Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, <laughs> Johnny Football. Oh, RG3. By the way, interesting stat I heard uh, yesterday Cleveland has not won a game on Sunday since. Johnny Football was starting for them. Damn, Damn Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, almost makes you almost almost makes you feel a little bit good to be a uh, Lions fan, huh? Almost. Yeah, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, Cam Newton, Mark Ingram, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. That's your last ten years of Heisman winners. Yeah, but most of them won a fucking championship, dude. Well, that, I, that's okay. I, I was asking a question. I wasn't, I wasn't debating you. I was asking a question. Do Heisman winners generally come from teams who have, you know, went on to go to the playoffs or, or win a title? And the and survey says? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. At least the last 10 years. Wow, Carson Palmer won in 2002. He's still playing. Anyway. So, when did Reggie Bush win it? Before it got 2005? Taken from oh, that. Yes. That nets, but that's uh, didn't you have to vacate it because there is yeah, no yes. 2005 on this list? It yeah, goes from 2004 to 2006. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's what happened with him, right? But he also won the championship that year, so it's true. And then Pete Carroll went and ran to Seattle. Peace, <laughs> excuse me. I gotta get out of here, I got a plane to Seattle to catch. Yep. Oh, yeah, all those promises they made to you. Oh, yeah, we're brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck that. We got caught later. No <laughs> one ever talks about that. No one ever talks about how Pete Carroll did those guys. But what? I guess a uh, couple Super Bowls will. Well, it's not, it's not even just that. It's No one talks about the fact that that's how a lot, I mean a lot, of fucking college football coaches that get caught doing dirt deal with it. Urban Meyer. Remember his his his... Health, health, I'm, health, I have air issues. quotes. Yeah, that's that's works good for podcasting. Yeah, his health issues a few years ago. Oh, yeah, I'm retiring a couple years later. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I got bored. My health is good now. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I got a dip set. <laughs> yeah, funny how that works. I mean, but it's it's the truth. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for Trestle's return. I mean, sweater vest is gonna is gonna come back to a major school before too long. And, I mean, he left Ohio State, and there was a bunch of bullshit going on at Ohio State. <clears throat> I mean, look, on it, we, no point in debating whether we feel what was going on was right or wrong. 
according to the NCAA, it violated their their rules. That's what I mean. I mean, personally, I don't I don't give a fuck. You want to you want to sell your fucking shit? You want to sell your tickets to bowl games? Go ahead, they're yours. But apparently, that's a no no according to NCAA. Because yeah, too. I mean, fucking what's his name? Claret was the guy too that got railroaded in that whole deal. I mean, Trestle fucked him over and then pieced out on him and just let just threw him to the wolves. Poor Maurice. I mean, he 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 helped. Trestle throw him to the wolves. He, you know, he, he he was helping throw himself to the wolves, but still, like that guy got boned. Oh yeah, dude. But I mean, he wasn't helping his case when he was what on Bro- uh, Denver on the Broncos, and he's fucking. He doesn't have water in his water bottle. He's got raw vodka. He's drinking it out there in the practice field, drunk. I mean, come on, dude. What, what are you doing? That's half admirable. Like, damn, dude. Like, that is, I mean, that is commitment to your habit, I guess. I, 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 I mean, if I was yeah. in my 20s, I'd, I'd stand and salute you. Like, respect. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, for whatever reason, there are, the coaches are allowed to get away with it. I guess the, Schools don't make that big of a deal about it because they figure, okay, we'll take this hit once every 15, 20 years, lose some scholarships, you know, a couple sanctions, whatever. And as long as we can keep getting away with what we're getting away with and they don't bust us big time, then fuck it. Because the last this, time Michigan oh, beat Ohio State was in that transition period between the Vest and Uncle Urban? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, Hulkamania going on in Ann Arbor. Mr. I don't need a headset to call plays. But I do like how he, when he got the intern head coach job, I forget where he was, but they fired the head coach, made him intern head coach. Well, he put that headset on at that school. Not in Michigan, though. <laughs> Be sure he ordered the, a big headset, too. Oh, hey, look, guys, I'm wearing it. Yeah, learned my lesson. Yeah. So, yeah, so. just just... Just one last quick thought. Think about it like this. You're a major school. You're a major player in college football. You know that you're, you're a long, somewhere in that program, rules are being outright broken. Rules are being bent. Money's exchanging hands. You may not, you, you know, even if you're the head coach and you don't know exactly where it's happening, you know it's happening somewhere in that program. So, you know, you finally get hit. It's your turn. You got a little too blatant, a little too carried away with it. Your school takes the hit. Now, you leave, you jump ship, the school's fucked for a few years. But if you're a major school and you're a football factory and you're a powerhouse school, you're going you're gonna to bounce back from it. We've seen it. I mean, the only school who's never bounced back is SMU. That's because they said, eh, no football program for a year. No, I mean, just they cease to exist. That's what it takes to kill, to kill a program. Literally give it the death penalty. Yeah. So the major schools go, eh, we'll take this slight hit, like I said, once every 15, 20 years, and we won't make that big deal about it because in 10 years, it'll be someone else in our conference turn to take the hit. And that might be the, the, the little bump we need to get over the hump to get back to the top of the college football heap. That's just, just, just my theory. Because, like I said, if, the, if, if that isn't the gentleman's agreement behind doors, I would be pissed if I was the athletic director of these, some of these major schools. I'd be like, why the fuck does the coach that, that, that – 
committed all this shit or allowed all this shit to happen, allowed to walk. Why the fuck are the students allowed to walk away and immediately go, go join the NFL and make millions of dollars? And we're sitting back here with a coach who had nothing to do with it and kids who had nothing to do with it paying the price for what they did. I'd be pissed. Hey, it's, it's abuse of power, man. I think if you really get down to it, it's uh, whatever. It, 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 I think we're getting a, a different conversation here of letting the letting the athletes be the sacrificial lambs, so to speak. Like, fuck them. You know, they're 18, they're 19, they'll be all right. I don't know. We'll never. One day, someone, I, I, just, I just have the feeling one day someone's going to get busted again, like SMU. Like I mean, well, I mean, you're kind of seeing it in basketball, but I'm talking about in football. One day they're just gonna find they're gonna get into some program, just to be like Jesus Christ. And but that's, no. doesn't this always come back to just pay the players? It's one you way. All the shadiness, all this shit to go away. Just pay the fucking players. It may not be the ideal solution, but it is the quickest, easiest solution to minimize the amount of temptation players feel to to pull this shit and do dumb and shit. And coaches. And coaches, yeah. That's I mean that's true. I mean, dude, if you watch if you <laughs> you watch both part one and part two of the U, those documentaries, I mean, there were students like I forget I forget the, the football uh Excuse me, I forget the quarterback. But, you know, he's a white boy. Looks like he comes from a, you know, pretty solid middle class home. He's like, I'm seeing my classmates. I'm walking into the dormitory. They're walking out. They got ski masks and black leather gloves, and it's Florida in the summer. Where are you going? We're going to boost some car stereos. We got money to live off of. Come on, man. I mean, because, too, it's like, a, it's like a job. It takes up their time like a job. Pay them like it's a fucking job. I mean, if you don't want to pay him, give him some, you know, give him some wham, you know. Yeah, you're you're taking care of their their uh, their shelter and their food, but give him some walking around money to take the temptation away. Or better yet, the easiest thing to do is fuck him a per diem per day or some shit like that. The easiest thing to do is if you're 18 and you're an American, you're an adult. You can put your name on the line that is dotted and go die for your country. So if you own yourself well enough to sell yourself to the to the United States government for X amount of years on a contract, then why the fuck aren't you, aren't you allowed as an NCAA student to charge for your likeness to be used in things like video games and advertising to where it's not even coming out of the school's pocket? And, I mean, really, who's gonna, who are they going to approach? Hey, we want to put you on the cover of... NCAA, you know, 19, we want, you know, we want you to hear, here's the McDonald's endorsement. They're only going to go after the top people. I mean, let me tell you something. The, 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 the guy fourth on the depth list for long snapper isn't collecting, you know, six figure checks from boosters. He's replaceable. It's the top guys on the team that the boosters pay off. So allow them to do what any of us at 18 would be able to do, which is sell our likeness. Problem solved. And we would get a college football video game back, which I got to admit, that's a big upside to me. I miss my college football games. Yeah, I, I'm not in agreement with paying the athletes. If we do that, we lose shit like, oh, I don't know, athletes shoplifting in China. Those stories are too good to pass up. <laughs> well, you're always going to have idiots. But, but 
gun to my head. <laughs> I don't. I Jameis Winston could have had as much money in the bank when he stole them crab legs as he does now, and he'd probably took them crab legs. I mean, Captain Crab Leg was just like, oh, I th- his excuse was, I thought it was free. That's how grocery stores work, don't you know? <laughs> just walk in and people hand you shit. Yeah, no. That's called Sam's Club, and they're samples, asshole. They don't hand you a whole case of this shit and let you walk through the front door. But that's how. But man, it's another well-worn rug here on the show. But it gets back to someone like that's probably been having his ass kissed since he was twelve years old. Yeah, he probably doesn't even walk in places. They, they, they think the world works like hot chicks probably think the world works. What you just walk into a bar and drinks just show up? What? It's crazy. Yeah. You mean I never have to pay for anything? Yeah, until you hit that wall, sweetheart. Exactly. And depending but on how much coke and cigarettes you do, that wall's either coming at 25 or 30. So enjoy, <laughs> the, enjoy the ride because eventually, yeah, them saddlebags show up. And uh, yeah, that ATM, it's a little rusty. You know, doesn't spit mm. out the cash as easily as it did at 18. Yeah, then the drinks start showing up to somebody else's girl. <laughs> but that's upset. That's upset. That's a Jameis. Hey, man, I thought you just walked into grocery stores and people gave you shit. That's how it works. Oh, he well, like, went further. His claim was that the manager handed it to him and said, here, take it. I'm like, damn, <laughs> it's not bad enough you got caught stealing. You're trying to get the manager fired on the way out the door? <laughs> it's, what, what is it? It's like that skit on Saturday Night Live when Eddie Murphy was the white guy. Here, yeah. <laughs> just take it. What are you doing? Don't pay for that paper. Just take it. Come on. The president of the United States says you can just walk up to a woman and grab her by the pussy. You know, that's the world we live in. Yeah, but even he knew better than to walk out with a case of crab legs. (laughs) (laughs) He'll grab you by the pussy, but he'll pay for (laughs) Yeah, he'll grab you by the pussy, but he'll pay for the crab legs. Exactly. Remember, this is a dude whose idea of, of, of flirting was to take a bitch shopping for furniture. Yeah, I'll take her <laughs> furniture shopping. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, eh, what are you going to do? I'm going to take this bitch shopping for furniture. Why? She your sister or your, your wife or your girlfriend? No, I'm just trying to hook up with her. Couldn't you buy her a drink like a normal person? No, I'm going to buy her a couch. I'm going to buy her a bed and teach her how to use it. <laughs> That is something I would not be shocked if video come out of him saying that. All right. So from college football to let's let's go to college basketball, sort of. Guess who's back in the news? Our favorite. Big Daddy Ball. LaVar. The Triple B. Pulling pulling mellow out of UCLA because he doesn't agree with the punishment. It's better than Chinese jail. Wait, 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 wait. Did he pull Mello out or did he pull Leangelo? Oh, I'm sorry, Leangelo. My bad. Yeah, isn't Mello still in high school or whatever? Yes. But, yeah, sorry, he pulled Leangelo. Oh, no, the, the idiot who stole the sunglasses in China, he pulled him out of UCLA because he didn't agree with the punishment. To which and I say yes, again, it's better than Chinese jail. By the way, I just wanted to say I, I was actually a little shocked with this myself because um, for whatever reason, I... I only heard they shoplifted. I didn't hear the details. Turns out they they stole from multiple stores. So, way to go, assholes! 
like, hey, we're in a foreign country that, you know, locks people up for life for dumb shit. Hey, let's steal from this store. Hey, we got away with it. Let's go to another one and do it again. Idiots. Sorry, I just had to add that in there. Nice parents, by the way. Can we play that card? You have, you have, you have, you have children who have the world by the ass, who are one, one of the top men college basketball programs in the country, who will most likely go pro. And, yeah. It's... I mean, I get it. I was a teenager. I did dumb shit, but I'd say by like nineteen. I mean, to me, shoplifting was what middle school. Oh, by nineteen, you'd figure you'd have that shit out of your system. Realize, hey, I've got a pretty decent opportunity here. Let's not fuck this shit up. Yeah, I, the only people I know who continued to steal, in, like in a shoplifting manner after high school, even was kleptos. I dated a couple. You know, you go to a restaurant. You get in the car, the bitch opens her purse, and she's got like, you know, wait a minute, why do you have six glasses, four plates, and three sets of fucking silverware? Where'd that come from? <laughs> why do uh, we have now, 500 sugar packets in a, in a centerpiece? What do we need that for? Now, see, I will cop to being at a bar and liking the glass, being like, I'm taking this glass home. Done that a couple times. I actually went to a steak restaurant and, and took the fucking steak knife because I was going back to a hotel. How the fuck was I going to cut the steak in a hotel? Plastic <laughs> silverware doesn't work. <laughs> well, I, I mean, dude, whatever. I've I've seen all those. I've even seen someone walk out of a bar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the statute of limitations are up on this. So <laughs> I just I know how much those rugs cost. They're not cheap. Uh, and like a huge floor area rug from a from a B Dubs. He just rolled it what? up, throwed it over his. Sh- I'm seriously like, like four foot by ten foot rug. He just rolled it up, threw it over his shoulder, walked out, threw it in the back of his car. It was sticking out the window, his back window. Got in the front seat, drove off. A couple of years later, we had a rehearsal spot. Same guy shows up. Here you go. You need a rug for your rehearsal spot. Unrolls this fucking thing. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Balls. You've had that that whole time. And if you ask him, how'd you get away with it? He goes, you just act like you belong. Yeah. Walk up, roll up the rug, throw it on your shoulder, walk out the door. Unless an employee sees you, everyone else just thinks, oh, he must be the rug guy. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I'm from Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) it's 1.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm from Cintas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take this rug to be laundered. But again, Daddy Ball... I mean, th- th- we were talking about in our pre-show meeting, the shit he's saying again, I mean, this guy lives in an augmented reality. He says it's like they're in jail. He's talking about they're going through worse punishment here than they did in China. Really? Do you honestly believe that, LeVar? Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's I no he, need. I think he thinks he believes it. This is, this is, yeah, this is what I love. This statement. There's no need to break down a kid's spirit for making a mistake. Oh, really? Really? So you rather they have stayed in China and faced the punishment there? Because I guarantee you being suspended from a college and free to leave and go find another college to play for would have been the least of their worries if they had stayed there. Well, actually, didn't he say that uh, he's done with college? He's going to focus on him going pro? Okay. Oh, dear God. Yeah. I mean, I, you ready? You ready for two of these motherfuckers in the NBA? Lonzo, part two. 
Well, my question is, yeah, how does he go pro without playing a year uh, in college? And if he has to play a year in college, if he transfers, is he has to sit out a year, like in football? That was my that those were my questions, and apparently, they're not so easy to find the answers to because we looked, and there's no hard and fast answers on on the internet for it. So, unless we're just stupid and looked right over it, which is possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if maybe there's some kind of loophole, like hey, he was on a team. He, they wouldn't let him play anymore. I could see something like that going down. Yeah. He technically played college ball. Yeah, but I'll ask that question months. again, though. Is an NBA, tra- NBA team going to draft him? I mean, after all this shit? I hate to say it. Good God, I hate to bring this up. But he, his name might help put some butts in the seats for some struggling teams. Sign him for his rookie year and release him. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to the Lakers. Let's put it that way. That would be fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if Daddy Ball thinks that all three of those guys are going to play on the same team and they're all going to be drafted by the same team, unless he's got pictures of Magic Johnson with his like dick and children, I don't see how the Lakers go along with that one. <laughs> three balls don't. and LeBron. It's three starting lineup is three balls and LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and some tall some tall guy at center. So, yeah. I, I mean, we kind of expected it, didn't we? You know, we, we I think we, we were all pretty much said it. You know, when he released a, uh, this is all I'm allowed to say for right now, is like, yeah, okay, that's nice. But we knew more was coming. And once the... Suspension was handed down. It was indefinite. I was thinking, okay, how long until he pulls his son out of that college? And honestly, the only thing I thought that might keep him from doing that is if it would fuck up his eligibility for the draft. doesn't appear that it's going to, so full steam ahead, I guess. Yeah, it's like I said in the pre-show. I can't – I'm having a really hard time buying that this is a bit from LeVar anymore. I think this motherfucker actually believes he's special. Yeah, I don't think this is a bit, man. This guy is delusional. No, yeah, this is this is at least twenty years of a, a father going. I can't wait to live my fantasies of being a pro basketball player out through my sons, and he is jumping in both feet. I mean. Fuck, fuck that. He ain't jumping in both feet. He's jumping in head first into the water. He hasn't even checked to see how deep it is. He's just hoping that he don't crack his fucking skull. And I mean, this might be Telling the one. Where, this might be the misstep he makes. And I'm gonna be honest with you. If he fucks up one of his kids' careers and the other two go on to have good careers, the middle one is the one to fuck up. Think about it. The oldest one. He's probably gonna be the most hands off on the oldest one. So he's only gonna get worse. Now he's pulling Leangelo out of school, and if that fucks he's going to get Menendez, man. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't want to take it that far, but I mean, yeah, there's probably going to be. There's, I picture some lawsuits about 15 years down the road. You know, mis- mismanagement of money, whatever, something. I don't, I don't know about lawsuits, but I definitely see a Jerry Springer or like a Maury Povich show, or maybe a. Oprah episode. My daddy t- controlled my life and ruined it. Well, I mean, 
Dude, here's the, here's the other thing. A family spokesman added that Leangelo and Lavar appreciate UCLA for everything, despite the circumstances that led to the suspension. Don't act circumstances. Yeah, yeah, don't act like he's the victim here. Like he just tripped and fell into stealing some shit. I mean, seriously. It's like, get the fuck out of here. These aren't circumstances. These are, this is shit brought about by his own stupid fucking decisions and his own creation. Period. All there is to it. This didn't, this isn't, wasn't walking down the road and an asteroid hit him and it fucked his life up. Yeah, someone was like, hey man, why don't you hold these sunglasses for me? No. Dude, he walked in and the manager gave it to him. What do you want? These are called consequences, ladies and gentlemen. This is what happens. You weren't like a victim of circumstance. No. Make well, you a victim in this shit. But you gotta you gotta be that way to UCLA because when Lomelo graduates, he's supposed to go to UCLA, right? So you gotta keep the ties tight there. We'll see if that even fucking happens, period. I can't imagine that. You gonna pull your you gonna pull your kid out of a out of a college and then send your other kid to it? Come on now. Obviously, Daddy Bell thinks that, or, or Ball thinks that, that his kids should get special treatment above and beyond. His kid did get special treatment above and beyond. He's home, ain't he? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, even uh, more so than It's not that. special enough, Earl. It's not special enough. He shouldn't be suspended indefinitely. Come on, he's just a kid. He's <laughs> 19 years old. Shut up. Yeah, I know. Where was all this just a kid shit when we were that age? <laughs> I know, right? because <laughs> i needed it a few times i, I yeah. remember man one of the this is when i turned 18 i remember telling joga with everybody like i can now officially be detained for questioning like yeah was, must be nice but anyway so we did it hey we did an hour on college i think that's like a record for us uh let's move into the pros I believe rich you had an interesting story from the hockey realm. Sorry, this that's kind of getting buried. <clears throat> yeah, which is kind of, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if, I don't know if you're going to th- think it's strange after I read you the story, but I think it's strange with everything going on and people crying that they want athletes to shut up and put their money where their mouth is. So this is from hockeyfeed.com. Uh, basically, P.K. Subban has uh, set up um, a program that he looks to build a bridge between police officers and their family, and as the article says, underprivileged youth, which I think is code word for inner city, which is code word for black uh, youth, to where he has a meet, they eat dinner, he pays for all this, they go to his suite at the at, at in Nashville. He meets with them before the game. He plays the game. He meets with them after the game. Sits down, talks with them. And guess what? Amazingly, when you put police officers and their family in the same room with an underprivileged youth in his family, hey, guess what? Everyone starts to be humanized to each other. They're not just the asshole who's the, the enemy because that's what the TV told me to fucking think. Uh, the journals that was there, this is, this is his report. He said they laughed. They took pictures with Subin. And then it was off to dinner for Met- for Metro Nashville police officer Kristen Morgan, her wife, Lindsay, Hunters Lane High School sophomores, A.J. Branham 
and Brandon King and D'Angelo Bennett, father of Brandon and uncle of AJ. These five people who would not have had any reason to get together otherwise were about to spend the next five hours together. A day later, it was still being discussed. The boys haven't stopped talking about this, and I think they'll look at things differently from now on, Bennett said. Even me, I'm 41. I never sat down and had a conversation with a police officer before. Hell, it changed my view. I mean, right there, boom. Isn't it? Isn't it what the fucking point of all this shit is? Isn't this the point of, at least in theory, what all this protesting is, is for everybody to get on the same page, everybody try to try to have a little bit of understanding where the other side's coming from? Well, we'll we can get into that in a minute. Goes on an article saying, Suman takes care of the game tickets, dinner, meets with the group prior to and after the game to lift their spirits and give them a few hours to forget about everything on the outside. This is the second time the flamboyant defenseman has made such a huge commitment to the community after donating $10 million to Montreal Children's Hospital. Okay, this ain't a baseball Damn. player making $300 million on a contract. This is a, this is a fucking hockey player who played for the Montreal Canadiens, who was getting paid in Canadian dollars. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't even making American dead presidents. And he put $10 million towards the Children's Hospital and started this in, this program. And here's my thing. Where the fuck is this in the news? I mean, it's got everything you think they would want. It's got a... I mean, I don't even think it's arguably. He's the best-known black player in the NHL, he's one of the at least top, what, 10, arguably. I think you can make a case for top five defensemen in the league. It's what everybody who was mad at the people who protested the national anthem and took a knee, he's doing what they all said they wanted to see done. This is sitting down people from a community who normally don't have any interaction with police officers unless it's coming, they see him coming the other way. So, I mean, it... it, it what, it wasn't that kind of like, you know, a lot of the point of the Black Lives Matter movement was to to basically force municipalities to sit down and and to force police to stop looking at the beat that they, you know, that they patrol as, hey, this is an occupied fucking war zone and everybody that I see is my enemy. And, and you get that face-to-face policing, which... Everybody agrees is what's been missing so so much in the last 40, you know, 50 years. Well, it's something I say on this podcast and the other podcasts we do together and regiment it all the time. It doesn't fit the story. It doesn't fit the narrative. Oh, it's not only that. It kills the narrative. It kills the story. It kills their bread and butter. Their biggest moneymaker is Black Lives Matter and race issues and black versus white. That's how they make their money. Yeah, it's not dividing us up. It's bringing us together, and that doesn't that doesn't go with the current storyline of everything. Right. You start also, this shit. People it's are NHL like NHL oh, based. Oh. I'll say we're all yeah. thinking too. It's it's NHL. It's the it's it's the fourth sport that gets the least amount of press. And I mean, look, here's the deal. This is and this is just you can do you know do your own research. Don't believe me, but unless things have changed drastically. And I mean drastically in the last three, four years per capita, the NHL and and NHL players give way more to charity and give way more back to the community than any of the other major sports in this country. And that's the thing. They don't get the fucking everything doesn't come to a stop. It's not, you know, oh, hey, look, we're going to get every film crew and E60 and HBO Real Sports and, and everybody else out here. Fox, you know, Fox Sports one out here because. 
you know, here's some kid with terminal cancer and this is his make-a-wish thing. That doesn't happen with these with these stories. A lot of times it's it's beat reporters, local reporters, maybe if the family's from out, you know, far enough away from the, the town that it's happening in, a local news reporter will follow the family. I mean, you don't hear about these things, but they're going on. And I mean, it's a rare moment for this podcast, at least, you know, hey, pay a little bit more attention. Notice the fucking positive shit going on. So it's real easy. And we do it ourselves every week to bitch about all the negative shit. Like to me, it's just blow hockey or not. It, it, it just blows my mind. And an athlete who's, I, I mean, $10 million to him is not like $10 million to fucking, you know, I, who's, who's, who's someone who signed in baseball for a ridiculous amount just recently? Like a Maglio or a, or a a rod. Yeah. A rod that $10 million to them is like, fuck, I make 200 fucking $60 million. I make $180 million. I don't give a shit. $10 million. That's a tax write off on top of it. Shit. Well, this, uh, this season in football, we mentioned it on this podcast, the Philadelphia Eagles player that donated his entire salary to charity. Yep. But even yeah. that story didn't get as much press as, as I thought it should. In fact, some of the press it got from the mainstream sports media was almost cynical. Like, yeah, okay, way to draw attention to yourself and raise your Q rating. Really? Is that where we're at? I mean, I can understand if he had just committed like some crime and was given some, you know, community service shit. Then all of a sudden they come out and they wanted to get their pictures taken and, and all this and their charities out there. Yeah, I'd be cynical about that. All right. Because there's plenty of room for it. And it rightfully deserves to be scrutinized like that. Someone coming out with no reason to do that, to just do it because they feel it's the right thing to do. We, we shouldn't have to hunt for those type stories. But... But happy doesn't well, sell nowadays. Gloom and doom does. Well, there it's our is bread butter, son. About, there is something to be said, said about Subban. Yes, he's black. Yes, he's an athlete. But he's also Canadian. And they're just way nice guys. I mean, I, I got to tell you something, man. I've known quite a few Sorry. Canadians. But they got to be tired of that fucking bullshit. You got to be like, have you ever seen... Canadian hockey moms in a stand, in the stands during the travel games. We ain't that nice. You ever seen? You ever seen when their team loses a Stanley Cup final? Hey, go to look up Vancouver riots about that shit. All right, they're not all that nice. <laughs> yeah, but I, but Canadians are extremely nice. They just are. They have their moments, like in everybody else, but overall, they're nice. I mean, I guess. There's a lot worse stereotypes you could be fucking saddled with. That's true. It's just, it's not just that. It's, you know, like you just said, Rich, saddled with. I mean, you know, a, a black athlete, you know, that did this, it would, to me, make a huge difference if he wasn't Canadian. Because that, you know, Subban, bless his heart for trying to do all this, is, is just that Canadian and I'm going, come on, guys, can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you... He ain't exactly the clean. He's not. He's not. He's never going to be in the final for the Lady Bing, right? He's not exactly the most. You know, he ain't Pavel Datsuk out there. He ain't Gretzky out there, right? I mean, he's he's got his rough edges. So, but once again, that's the fu- it, uh, you know I've read God I don't know dozen maybe one and a half dozen hockey bi- biographies throughout the years. 
And no matter what biography it is, it always says the same thing. The, the dirtier the guys are considered on the ice are usually – those same guys are usually the most charitable off the ice. Like for all the shit that, you know, all the enforcers, and you know, the, 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 you've heard, you know, oh, they're assholes and, you know, they'll call someone a racial slur or talk about someone's dead granny or some bullshit like that. They're usually the ones at the children's hospital donating their time doing all this shit and they're not calling press conferences to draw attention to it. So maybe it's like ingrained in their Canadianness, their Canuckiness. Like, Hey, we can be dirty on the ice, but we got to be really nice off guys. Got to make Isn't up that the whole it. point of charity though. Is you're not supposed to tell people about it. Yeah. I think that is actually, I mean, in theory, well, like, look, what, like, well, like, look, what Mike Illich, like how he was paying Rosa Parks, his rent. That didn't come out till after he died. He didn't want anybody to know about that. Like, isn't that right. what you're supposed to do? Well, I think it's uh, of of people who have given a lot to charity, and you, and we only found out the extent they gave after they died. I think of John Candy, and I think of uh, Chris Farley. Apparently, both those guys were like, and we're not talking. You know, Chris Farley. You know, he was a wild man. We're not talking he got drunk and handed money to strangers and homeless people. We're talking he went and volunteered at, you know, the, the Catholic Church in his hometown, you know, making food, taking people's meals. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. We're talking the real nitty-gritty shit. We're not talking throw money at a problem and go, okay, I did my bit. I paid my guilty conscience to go away. You know, the only time you heard about it is after those guys died. And, I mean, I, to me, that's... Yeah, I agree with you. That's the way charity's kind of supposed to be. But then again, nowadays, everything's every, everything's a, everything's either a great chance for publicity or a wasted chance for publicity once you reach a certain level of fame. So, And you might try to keep it low-key, but everyone's got a fucking camera on their phone now. So yeah, there's also that variable, too. But I yeah, don't know. I mean, one of the biggest, I mean... One of the biggest things I've seen about charity given uh, just in the recent years was when Hurricane Katrina hit Louisiana and they interviewed, uh, oh, what the hell's that diva's name? She plays in Las Vegas. I had Celine Dion. They interviewed her and they were like, you know, hey, so we heard you gave a million dollars and donated that to. And she, Celine Dion went off on CNN. If you guys haven't seen that video, you got to watch it. Look up Celine Dion just went off on CNN. Oh, shit. I am, I am Celine Dion. You do not talk to me this way. Did she drop no. an F-bomb? What the dude, fuck? Almost, dude. Seriously, she almost did. She almost started cussing him out. She just went, how can you talk Why about money pissed? at a time like this? Oh, she's, like, have- she's like, how can you talk about money at a time like this? So I donate a million dollars. So what? People are dying. People are dead. <laughs> Just totally annihilated. Which million dollars is pocket change to you? But but yeah, I, I have I haven't seen it. I have heard that video though. Somebody played it on a radio show. And now that you. Or quoting it, I remember that hearing that that audio. Yeah, she just went off, and I mean, I guess that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, here is it. it you don't publicize your donation. You don't, you know, make a big mockery of it. And she really didn't. She was on there to really, you know, 
tell people to try to support the relief fund for Katrina at that time was the biggest hurricane. And when they mentioned the money she gave, she just lost her goddamn mind. <laughs> I was like, uh, Celine, you know, you're, you're, aren't you from Canada? <laughs> what the fuck? No, 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 no. <laughs> I am French. I am French Canadian. We are different. See, you're something. <laughs> you're feisty Canadian. Starts, I don't know. All of a sudden she starts, she sounds like Beyonce. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. All of a sudden their bullshit accent goes away and it's just like straight hood. What? She starts moving the neck and shit. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, neck rolling and snapping and sucking her teeth at you. And, Bitch, let me tell you something. Starts taking off her shit, putting Vaseline on her face. Hold my fucking shoes. Hold my shoes. <laughs> yeah, takes her, her hair in a bun. This is it. No, it takes her hair out, hands it to her friend. <laughs> that shit's expensive. Here, hold that. <laughs> well, all, jo- all jokes aside, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw this article. Uh, I was scrolling looking for um, more info on on some of the charities that uh, Case had been given to. And one of the articles that came up was uh, Jose Altuve and J.J. Uh, Watt were are, uh, Sports Illustrated Co-Sportsmen of the Year recipients. And J.J. Watt obviously raised like, what, th- what, $33 million for the hurricane relief. And then I can't even tell you what Altuve fucking raised. I don't yeah. know, to be honest with you. Well, I'll just have to like look into the camera and go, give me money. <laughs> well, I got to say this. There's, they're both wearing the exact same suit. And J.J. Watt's sitting down. Now, Tuve's standing up. And, and he's taller than him, right? He's just about as tall as El Tuve, yeah. <laughs> and, and they both got their arms around each other. And it, it seriously looks like J.J. Watt is El Tuve's dad. When you look at the size of their hands, <laughs> like he's holding like a tiny man. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like, "Hey, son, come here. Let's take a picture real quick." This is me and my ten-year-old son. <laughs> he's a small dude. Oh, he is, man. That's why it's like, "Hey, I," you know, this is a this is a different subject, but. There's a, there's a, for a while there, there was a, uh, I would say probably mid two thousands. There was some, some people in the sporting world trying to create uh controversy where I didn't think there was one where they would say that, you know, any small, smaller white player, usually an infielder of some sort, Kate, you know, for case in point, Brandon Inge, they'd call him Scrappy. And that, you know, they why don't you call black players that or players of color that? And it's like, yeah, I think we've pretty much proven that's bullshit because. Because we should reserve words like good for them. Yeah, <laughs> and I've heard Altuve called Scrappy. And I think it has more to do, Scrappy has more to do with your size compared to everybody else on the field than anything else. He's itty bitty. No, he's, he is. He's a miniature. He's a diminutive man. I mean, his 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 paycheck ain't with, with an MVP yeah. award and a World <laughs> Series ring. I'm saying, wait till contract signing time. Yeah, I was saying, guess whose contract's going to be a lot fucking more next time around? His. I mean, damn, I didn't really. Yeah, five six. That's it. Ah, wow. He's anybody. Chris, you need to look at that link I posted in the chat. Holy shit! I forgot how funny that was. Destroyed that reporter. Uh oh yeah 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 
that Celine Dion like? Yeah. S- Celine. Oh, my God, that was funny. Uh, well, I mean, from, you know, uh, a player who went above and beyond to I, it, it, it wouldn't be sporgy if we didn't dive into the nonsensical. I hope you stretched before you, ma- you know, you made mental leaps like that, because if not, you're going to pull something. Uh, yeah. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., points out that he feels there's a double standard in the media's reaction to different players' sideline outbursts. And, of course, it has to do with Tom Brady getting into a verbal altercation with Josh McDaniels, Pat's OC, and Beckham was, uh, the outburst from Brady was brought up by many on social media as the media would portray it. On social media, as to the, how the media would portray it had it been other players like Beckham. Beckham, who's known for his outbursts on the sidelines and the outrage towards him, is, wow, this is not very well edited or proofread. But, I mean, well, but, but right there, Odell, let's stop you right there. Who's known for his outbursts on the sidelines? Tom Brady is not. That's why that got so much press, is Tom Brady is usually Mr. Icewater in the veins. Yeah, he's he's like Bill Belichick, just bow his head, recalculate, come back, do a better job. That's who he is. Tom Brady didn't get his ass kicked by a kicking net. I was going to say, the few times I've seen Brady like show a lot of emotion on the field, not celebrating, you know, whether it be a dropped pass or he overthrew a receiver or whatever. Or they went a quick three and out when they couldn't afford to. It sticks out in my mind to see him, like, you know, take his helmet off and yell, fuck, shit, or, you know, something like along those lines. Because you usually just don't see him do it. But, yeah, so he took to Twitter and got up on his Twitter horse, and he said, this is Beckham. Listen, when I say this is the craziest thing someone has ever tweeted or posted to me because I literally had this same conversation today about the exact thing you're talking about. It. There's rules. And then there's rules or immaturity or needs to grow up or selfish or um, what else is exactly that they say or uncomposed. No, bro. I've watched that man do the exact same thing for years. Beat every time I cheered for in the Super Bowls. I, what? Whew, God. Not only is this article sounds like it was written by someone who's taken too many blows to the head. Uh, Odell hooked on phonics. 1-800-280 characters now. Telling you, dude, your shit reads like fucking a brain damaged person was trying to write stereo instructions. Uh, so he goes on to say, I learned this from him talking about Brady. This is the goat. So I'm falling in his lead. I may, I just may not know how to express it the same way, but don't get it confused how number 12 feels about the game. I would have a hard time saying that's not exactly how I feel, bro. You have no idea what you started. Now you got all these critics with no credibility mentioning me. To try to gain some likes or an attention for what? LOL. To talk about what? We already knew. Some things better left unsaid. I'm not phased. Working on the best me on this return. And then Yahoo Sports' Charles Robinson made a valid point on Twitter. I'm quoting the article now. In regards to how even though it might not be right, the way people react to the actions of players is really determined on who the player is and what they've accomplished. His tweet says... If Cam Newton or insert name did that, he'd be crucified, crowd. Commenting for the if Cam Newton or insert name did that, he'd be crucified. To that crowd, commenting on Patriots Tom Brady yelling at Josh McDaniels 
at least consider the context of Brady owning five Super Bowl rings and being in the conversation as the greatest NFL player ever. Greatness buys leeway. Well, I don't disagree with that. Well, I mean, I don't either, but at the same time, look at Des Bryant. Look at Terrell Owens. I mean, people that were uh, Chad Onchocinco, for God's sake. People for that were known for their outbursts. I mean, I'll say this. I think Terrell Owens gets a bad rap, rightfully so, because he brought it on himself with his nonsense, his driveway workouts, his, you know, the stunts he pulled over the years, the bullshit. But when it comes to that Super Bowl, that man was playing on, you know, a severely sprained ankle and went out there, had himself a hell of a game. It wasn't him who was trying to make that drive to come back that was in the huddle puking all over the place whether it be because of, you know, that was, first of all, that was McNabb. And whether it be because McNabb's nerves couldn't handle it or lack of conditioning, either way, that wasn't T.O.'s fault. And when T.O. got pissed about it, I, I'd be pissed too. I worked this hard. I came back from this injury. I'm out here playing on one fucking leg, throwing my body on, putting my body on the line. And you can't handle handle a no-huddle fucking two-minute drill? You got to be over there fucking puking all over the place, trying to take timeouts? What, you think you're Willie Beeman? Bitch, please. I'd have been pissed. So I thought he had a legit point on that one. I mean, look at it this way. If for whatever reason, Iceman, your precious Lions were in the Super Bowl when they still had Megatron, and Megatron's out there playing on a, on a severe high ankle sprain, basically one-legged, making all the fucking catches it's thrown his way, playing out of his mind, and Stafford's back there doubled over sucking wind, and they end up losing the game. And Megatron comes out and is like, yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on with Stafford. How many fourth-quarter comebacks have we, have, have we had since he's been our quarterback? All of a sudden, the Super Bowl, and this happens to him? Could you really blame him for saying that? I mean, I've been yeah. to Philly. <laughs> I, know, I, I know I have a friend who's from South Philly. And when I say South Philly, like you go to his neighborhood and you're like, oh, motherfucker, you're not from the suburbs. You lived in Philly. <laughs> okay, I got you. You lived right under the L in Philly. You know, I'm like, yeah. ah, all right. I know exactly, you know, what you're talking about. And he's like, let me tell you something. That's what everyone in Philly would have said if it hadn't been Terrell Owens that said it first. But because it was Terrell Owens, it was easier to take their hatred out on him because honestly, Terrell Owens is a less likable guy than Donovan McNabb is in the press. And I mean, I don't know. If Odell Beckham Jr. has a reputation of being not well-liked by the press, but I know that Tom Brady, even when he's curt with the press, he's very professional about it. I mean, take, Odell's take, trying to get a rep as a bitch, that, well, quite honestly. That's, that's the other thing. With his outbursts and shit like this. Like, dude, at this point, his career is one catch. It's that one one-handed catch he made two years ago. Well, I, I dude... <sighs> Well, it's one of the reasons, supposedly, when Alan Trammell came to manage here and he brought Kirk Gibson, one of the reasons that it didn't work out, they said, is because Kirk Gibson, as a bench coach, didn't have the respect to the players because they said, who, Mr. Two-Hit Gibby? This motherfucker's going to tell me how to play baseball? Motherfucker only had two hits that mattered worth of shit in his entire career. That was in 84 in the World Series, and that was in 88 in Game 1 of the World Series. That's it. The rest of his career is bullshit. So, I mean, if... if Believe me, if there's people on on the on his team on the jet. 
Believe me, if there's people on the Giants that feel that way about Odell Beckham, we're going to know about it sooner rather than later. Yeah, and he may want to get his P's and Q's all in a row because the Giants now have no GM and no coach. Exactly, yeah. And and what's funny well, is yeah, it, Steve Spagnuolo is their interim coach. But what's to me what's funny in that whole situation is the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the um the rumor mill is starting up that the whole reason uh, McAdoo was let go Wackadoo whatever his name was is because he benched Eli and it didn't work out and it's like no it did not okay so I mean not only did they get rid of him they got rid of the person who hired him so that means that came down from up on high that might as well be the word of God. <laughs> The Trust reason me. he got fired is because he was he had just a horrendous season, the worst season in Giants history for so long. And he McAdoo's thought process was, okay, well, we'll bitch the Super Bowl winning quarterback. That'll work. <laughs> hey, we just beat the Chiefs. Let's bench Eli. Yeah, and by the way, nice nice job put Geno Smith in there. And what's what's the first one of the first things Geno Smith starts doing? Popping off about fucking how Rex Ryan fucked him over. I'm sorry, bro. Weren't you just fucking pulling splinters out your ass because you got called up from the bench? Why are you trying to settle years old fucking beefs the first time someone sticks a camera in your face and asks your opinion about anything? Neither <laughs> of you are on that team anymore. Yeah, what, move on, what, Gino. What the fuck, dude? What, it, you, it's not like you had a, I don't know, professional football game to play. I mean, that just shows you how fucking far off their mindset is from where it needs to be in that locker room right now. Hey, at least it was still in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to move. The same stadium. It's just different different shirts. Right. I, I, I guess. His mind's still in New York, you know. <laughs> not on the right team, but it's in New York. <laughs> Well, dude, there's so much shit that, you know, and because of where I'm located, I hear the the sports, you know, the local sports talk. There's so much shit being talked about how, you know, a, a, a good coach will get a team to emulate his attitude. But if it's a, if, if he's a good coach as far as getting the team to emulate his attitude, but his attitude's too laid back or his attitude is, you know, too short triggered, that it's not a good thing. And they were, they were comparing, uh, Schwartz. And um, Caldwell, and they said you could see it in the defense when Schwartz was was coaching that they, they really picked up his attitude. And they were like, and Caldwell's such, I mean, yeah, he's gotten a little short and a little heated with the press. But I guarantee you the press would not be asking questions of Jim Schwartz that they're asking to Jim Caldwell without Schwartz going off on him. And Caldwell keeps his composure, and they're like, so the team's too laid back. And it's like, really, really, so if that's the case... And what's I tell you about what was going on in New York? That coach must have been up there like he didn't give a fuck. Some margaritas, everyday Hawaiian shirt day. <laughs> He's wearing sandals <laughs> to the game meetings. They, yeah, they they pipe in. Uh, 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 oh shit, who's uh, Jimmy Buffett? Margaritaville. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett during practices and shit. But no, I mean seriously, dude. I, it, you are a fucking professional football player, a quarterback. In New York, you're getting your chance to start, and you start bringing up old shit. Someone should have got him a Midol and a fucking Tampax and said, if you're going to act like a fucking bitch, we're going to treat you like one. Well, he's that's probably like, too. That's something that women the, do in relationships. Well, the game plan was 
until McAdoo got blown out, from what I heard, was he was the bridge between Manning and what's that guy's name? Davis Webb is is ultimately they wanted to get that rookie. They got some starts, and Geno Smith was going to be the bridge between him and Manning. Now, who the fuck knows? I'm sure Spagnolo's going. Yeah, uh, he was high. Eli, you're back under center. We'll see. <laughs> he was smoking yeah, the that, cheap shit. <laughs> so maybe Gino was pissed. So well, just I mean, needed, he, he took an opportunity when he had a mic shoved in his face. Well, if that's the case, one, you don't have the right mindset to be on a fucking professional football team. It's a small fucking NFL. If you want, if you have beef with Rex Ryan, to where it's still fucking stuck in your craw years later, I'm pretty sure you can you can get that message to Rex Ryan without having to go to the media. I, I don't go to think Bristol. so. Rex you Ryan's know retired from football and broadcast. Somebody had to wake Rex Ryan up to say, "Hey, Gino mentioned you. He's still upset." To which Rex well, Ryan just, was like, "And and rolled back over and went to sleep." No, go to <laughs> Bristol, man. That's where he works. You know where he's at. Go up to Connecticut in order to find him. Well, uh, I mean, I think it's safe to say dumpster fire in full effect with the, with the Giants. That's just all there is to it. Okay, yeah, McAdoo's gone. You know, they might start Eli. But the one thing that, that maybe he was hanging on to as a source of pride through a season like this was his starting streak. I mean, on top of that, it's not just that his streak got broken. It's that that's the first time since week 17 of the two th- or the 1997 season that a Manning didn't start a game. I mean, damn, well, wow, thing, 20 years. There was no reason, no reason whatsoever to set him like they did. I mean, like I said, I was shocked that they didn't happen. Like, look, oh, fuck, it's a dumpster fire. We're going to Eli. I go look, Eli. Here's the deal. You ain't got it. You ain't. We don't believe in you, and you're a little too old for us to rebuild the team around you. One for one more run at a Super Bowl. So where would you, where would you like to go? Who would you like to play for? Or else we're going to bench you. Give me before the trade down. Give him the the opportunity to do that. To 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 basically control his destiny. Give him the respect of a quarterback who's brought you two Super Bowl rings. Over a team both times, no one picked them to beat. Nobody. I mean, it might as well have been like, you know, the greatest game of the century, one and two. So, I I don't know. It's not a good time to be a Giants fan. That's what I do know. Makes me feel good about, you know, my bucks and shit. They just, they just keep losing like they lose. Yeah. But it ain't, a, it, ain't a, it ain't a dumpster fire. That's for fuck sure. Hey, Rich, but that being said... If they do put him in next week, then what you said about getting asked to be traded, I mean, in a heartbeat, you just cost me my my consecutive start streak because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm going to Jacksonville. Well, Archie come out and said that Eli Eli might not even play next season. Then I saw a conflicting report uh, late last night where Eli said he does plan on playing next season. So sounds to me like maybe Daddy Manning's like, you know what? Fuck the fuck, fuck the Giants. Fuck the NFL. His family's given enough to this fucking franchise or to this organization. You know, maybe his advice is to his son, why don't you retire while you can still 
you know, count to 20 without having to take your shoes and socks off. Dude, no. He's got to make one more run so he can make Christmas awkward forever. <laughs> I know because they're, they're about even right now. Yes, they, they, they each got two. He gets one more. The holidays are ruined forever. Oh, and hey. There's, there's the poor hey, what's Manning, up, Sheriff? There's the poor Manning brother who had the fucking spinal condition that cost him his football career going. Cooper? Yeah, Cooper must be like, yeah, must be nice, you two, to win the genetic lottery, unlike me, yeah. you know. Same exact parents and everything. Must be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Menendez, the fucking Manning father. You dropped me on my head, bitch. Come here. Oh. No, he's got, it's it's a real fucked up, he's, it. his spine, He's. I think it's a dege- uh, degenerative disease. It, it, as he gets older, it narrows to the point where if he'd have taken a hit, and they'd have hit him the right way, he'd have been paralyzed the rest of his life. So, I mean, you know, I understandably, yeah, let's, let's hang it up and call it a career. Both my brothers are in the NFL. I'm pretty sure if I find some insurance to sell and I fall on hard times, they're going to be there to help me fucking out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, he's a broadcaster, isn't he? I have no idea. I have none whatsoever. Wouldn't shock me if he was slinging insurance somewhere. Ah. Well, hey, it seems we're already in the hot NFL talk. Should we just keep it going? Oh, yeah, real quick, though. You are right. Uh, he's the host for the Manning Hour for Fox Sports. There you go. Is that last name opening some doors for you? Oh, hey, my dad's Archie Manning. You might know my brother's Peyton and Eli. <laughs> Don't know if you've. Don't know if, if you've heard of us or our father. We're, yeah. we're kind of a big deal. So football. So let's just get out of the way. Let's start with the home team for us. Well, you're going to talk about Gronk or are you going to talk about it when we get there? Let's talk about it when we get there. What part of oh. let's start with the home team <laughs> in English didn't you understand? Jesus. No, no, no. I heard it. Shut up. I heard it. I just didn't want to start with the home team. Like, dude, I'm tr- I'm tr- I'm making a, a a serious effort to not bust your balls, but then you do dumb shit like that. Seriously, come on, man, pay attention. <laughs> I am paying attention. I didn't want to start with the home team. That's all. You ain't in high school no more. Take the fucking Letterman jacket off and move to the front row and start paying attention. It's okay. Shut up. It's cold in here. <laughs> Keeping it on. All right. So yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I believe Zach Brannigan in an episode of Futurama once said, How expected? I mean, this is ugly, right? It's Stafford might be hurt. Well, he is hurt. Um, yeah. I mean, what a, uh, we, we've talked about all year about how unimpressive Baltimore's offense is, and we sure made him look good. Yeah, how unimpressive they looking last week. <sighs> I mean, we made Cleveland and Chicago look competitive against us. Ravens rolled over us like it's 1999. All right, look. Like, I, every week we, we, we go, we, we, it's, the, it's just churning the same old fucking ground up and just digging for something new. It's all we really need to say. All right, what is it? Five and forty-nine. 
at Stafford's record against teams with, who's better than 500. And when's the last time the Lions had a 100-yard a rusher in a game? 2013. Reggie Bush making a second appearance on the podcast. All right. So, that's I, I, it, enough said. At least on yeah. my Iceman? Don't wait for <laughs> me, dude. Don't wait for me. Not not on this team. I'm done. You guys you guys continue to think it's a bit. It's not a bit. It's... They're they're done, dude. They they are who you thought they were. They proved me wrong. Good fucking job. All right. To me, the only so the only drama left with this team for this season is does Caldwell get the fucking shown the door, regard in or not regardless, but in spite of the extension he signed. And there's precedent. It's happened. Looking at you, Jeff Fisher. I mean, it's the NFL, not for long. That's the name of the league. If you if you don't produce. And to me, if he's not showing the door at the end of this season, that just proves that, uh, oh, shit, who's Golden Boy from uh, it's our GM or their GM from that they, they picked up from Patriots? Quinn. Yeah. If Caldwell isn't gone, it shows me that Quinn doesn't have actual control of that team that's coming from up above him. That means that's coming from Martha Stewart. Or not Martha Stewart, Mar- uh, Martha Ford. <laughs> That'd be crazy if it wasn't Martha Stewart. Shit, at this point, give her a shot. Why not? Hey, at least we'll have insider trading. I was going <laughs> to say, her and Snoop seem to be tight. He knows football yeah. pretty well. She did time. She knows what's up. <laughs> Martha Stewart, gangster is a motherfucker, man. But no, seriously, like, fuck, get she her out there. She design better fucking jerseys, I can tell you that. Well, if, she, if anybody's going to go and start redesigning jerseys for any team, Someone needs to go down there and explain to my Buccaneers that they look like a fucking off-brand fucking college football team. Oh, but I they mean, do. <laughs> a real off-brand. Go back to the pewter and red and just stick with it, all right? And just stop with this fucking... Oh, anyways. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's... To me, that's the only that's the only drama left on this season. And, and will they win it all on the way out? Because rumor is... Green Bay is going to have back fucking Rodgers for for the for the game against the Lions, and if that's uh, the case, why'd you got to mention that? Why you got to say that? What well, bring up facts? Yeah, pesky little facts. Damn it! I mean, they got the Buccaneers. It's a very winnable game, but it is on the road. It is outside. The only thing not going or not in favor of the Buccaneers is they don't have a winning record. Lions should beat them. Not this year, they shouldn't. Don't have a winning record. This should be a W, but... Uh, eh. That's where I'm at. I, don't even, I, I stopped tuning in, I think, uh, before Thanksgiving. Like, I just If I see the Lions now, it's because they're on red zone. <laughs> you broke my heart in the Atlanta game, and you've been continuing to live up to my expectation of you, which isn't much. So... Let's move on to the other teams. Real football. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Iceman, you talked about him, man. I mean, uh, Gronk, what's going on, buddy? What's that all about, meathead? He got himself a game suspension. I, I saw the hit. I don't agree. I mean, the only reason I have to agree with the suspension is because it's the rule. Play was that big of a deal. But the play was stopped. I think that's the big deal. No, I'm saying it was worth a penalty. There's a penalty to be had there for an unsportsmanlike conduct. But it wasn't like he, like, tried to rip his head off or, like, the game I watched tonight with fucking Pittsburgh. Th- those hits, holy shit. 
But, eh, I mean, little curricular activity after the whistle. Give him a penalty. A suspension? Nah. Not for that type of hit. I, I think it's because he ran He ran up to him, he stopped, and then he pretty much half-assed dove into him. He gave him the people's elbow. I mean, that's what happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. He looked like he was, you know, dude, you're not in the WWE. You're in the NFL. And I, it, that's what it looked like. It, seriously, the, every replay I saw, I was like, what is he, auditioning for the fucking WWE? He just got his knights confused, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I guess the one thing you can say is he did the Patriot thing to do. He come right out and said, I definitely want to apologize and seems to have made no excuses for his own behavior. You know, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I'm sure someone's out there screaming. They want a pint of blood from him, and they've turned it into a, you know, damn near a race war. Oh, if this was a black tight end, though. This was Jeremy Stevens back in the day. Oh, boy. You know, but. Well, if they want to make it a race war, it was white on white crime. You don't even have to have anybody. That, it could have. Dude, seriously, that could have been two football teams from Alaska playing each other. No black people whatsoever around. And someone would turn it into a race thing because if they wanted to. Well, I'm just you saying, as well up, as I do. Has anyone brought up patriot privilege? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It was a black corner, but his last name was White. That's why I said White and White Crime. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it, it this, at this point in, uh, in society, if someone wants to make it about race, they just do. And they go, eh, what are you going to do? And you're like, wait a minute. This was one, literally, you can have one white guy fighting another white guy, two pale Irishmen fighting each other, butt booty naked on an iceberg in the North Pole. It can't get much whiter than that. Somehow it's racist. So I personally, I haven't heard it yet. So we'll see. But I'm sure it's coming. Somebody's going to say something. Well, he is appealing the suspension. And if it gets overturned, Patriot privilege is going to be thrown all over it. But at the same time, I don't think it's, it's due at that point. It wasn't that bad. I mean, compared to, like I said, some of the other hits I've seen, especially this week, nah. Yeah, they're rolling anyway. No, I mean, dude, it's, uh, are they, I mean, they're right where we expect them to be. That's the pitch of it. Is, is This is what we've come to expect since 2001 with the Patriots. Yeah. You know, well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AFC is going right now through through Boston and Pittsburgh. You know, I mean, that's pretty much it's it's here we were at the beginning of the season. You know, oh, shit, how bad the Steelers are going to be 10 and two. There you go. That's how bad they are. Same record as the Patriots. I mean, I, I think that I think the biggest surprise at 10 and two is the Vikings. Yeah. If I'm Case Keenum. I'm I'm loving this season. I mean, you've, you got to keep it. You got to keep the train rolling. Because if Sam Bradford comes back, do you start him? I know Teddy Bridgewater is no. back. They didn't start him. Uh, I know why? It's it's not broke. Don't fix it. Well, well that's a, a Bledsoe moment, I think, right there. That's what I was going to say. I, I know they say you're not supposed to lose your your spot to injury, but you got to dance with who brought you, man. And I mean, ten yeah. and two, ten and two at this point in the season. Who the fuck, except for? Minnesota's version of Iceman 
was calling that for the Vikings. Nobody in their right mind was saying they're going to be ten and two at this point in the season. Nobody. Absolutely correct. That is a true statement. With the they, with their backup quarterback and their backup running back, the backup to a backup quarterback. <laughs> I mean, guys, that's true. This yeah, is Case Keenum is technically the the third in line. This is the this is the this is the first place teams in the NFC right now. Eagles at ten and two, Rams at nine and three, Vikes like we said ten and two, Saints at nine and three. Who the fuck expected any four of these teams to have these records, let alone be in first place? All four of them at this point in the season. Oh, I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, not even close. I mean, look, I said don't sleep on the Rams' defense. I still think they got a fucking pretty goddamn stout defense. All right. But, and, I, and I said I think the Eagles are better than people are giving them credit for. Even I'm going to fucking admit I wasn't calling this, though. I wish I could take yeah, credit for that shit. I said Drew Brees got a little bit left in the tank, but I didn't think, you know, I. It, and, and after the first two games of the season, too, the Saints' defense looked awful, and now they're one of the top their top ten defense in the league. I didn't see that shit coming. So, yeah, I mean, it's – NFC is going to be interesting. That's for damn sure. I mean, because mm-hmm. you pretty much – I mean, Cowboys mathematically still in it. Seahawks, I mean, obviously, 8-4, and four, they're still in it. Lions mathematically still in it. Packers mathematically still in it. Panthers and Falcons, they're still in it. I mean, it's it's it, it's it's going to be very interesting. And oof, if I'm the Eagles or if I'm the Rams, I'm praying there's not a fucking week 15, 16, 17 injury like what happened with Carr in Oakland last season. Yeah, that's a big bummer for Oakland. Because, I mean, if that happens this late in the year, you just went from maybe winning – you know, a playoff game, making a deep run to your your first round fodder. Unless you got another miracle somewhere back there. No, I mean, yes. Uh, getting back to the games, I mean, we got Detroit out of the way. Seattle beating the Eagles. Who saw that coming? Not us. We all pick Philly. It happens. I mean, is this is this a case of we we all underestimated the twelfth man advantage? No, this this is. Seattle is a second-half team. With Russell Wilson, they're a second-half team. You know, they've never come out to, like, a fucking, you know, 10-0 and start. You know, they're always scratching and clawing. And they'll end up in the playoffs. It's just how they roll. You know, last year they were all beat up. You know, they made it to the set, you know. They weren't beat up enough to lose the Lions, but they went out in the second round. I think that they're probably heading for the same thing this year. But, I mean, Seattle's doing what they do. I I think this game was a case of just, you know, uh, Wentz having a a bad day. The Eagles scored over 20 points every game this season, and then this game they scored 10. I mean, you could could give it to the Eagles, or Eagles, the, the Seahawks if you want. But they were playing without the Legion of Boom. I just think, you know, Wentz had an off game. It happens. I think they'll meet again in the playoffs. Doesn't matter. The Eagles losing uh, to the Seahawks isn't the most shocking loss this week. I could tell you that right now. What would you say is the most shocking loss this week there, Iceman? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Dude, yeah, the AFC West. All of a sudden... If you are a Chargers or a Raiders fan, you got some motherfucking hope. AFC West, 
three teams at six and six: the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders. If you're in Kansas City, you know, Iceman, I think you're in the the of the opinion you're hitting the panic button. You know, I could agree you've lost four in a row, but I also say you're still in first. You, you lost five first. of the last six. You're still in first. You could still Dude. win your division. I think where you and I yesterday in our in our little group chat, where the disconnect was, is you were just kind of like, oh, well, you're done. See you next season. I'm like, what do you mean see you next season? You could still win the division. They just got to get the their way, shit together. The way they fired out, they were supposed to be like this badass dominant. They were supposed to be the Eagles. They were now for a second. The, okay, and now they're the fucking Detroit Lions, dude. Come on now. No. The, the, not the difference between them and the Lions is they can still win their division. Okay, they, so, so they can win their division. But they, in their slide of losing streak, they've lost to the Bills, the Jets, and the fucking Giants, dude. Stop it. Yeah, that one smarts. That one doesn't make you look good. Even the Lions beat the Giants. Come on, man. Nasty. <laughs> we need that sound effect. Yeah. It's not so much a panic button as it is what the fucking's button. That is all about what the fuck is going on there. Dude, they got to get their shit figured out, man. Well, and that's the irony of the thing, as I said, you know, Andy Reid's going to figure something out. I don't know what it is, but he's going to figure it out. No, he didn't. Oh, the fuck he didn't. You got Peters throwing the flag into the fucking stands, getting pissed off. Without his socks. Right, signing Darrell Rivas. What are you doing? Dude, I, I, oh. Eric, that Eric Berry injury is starting to come back to haunt him. Well, the question is, is it time? Is it Patrick Mahomes' time? Is it Alex Smith's fault? No, fuck no. Alex Smith threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Okay. You think the problem is Alex Smith? I don't know what the they problem let, is, bro. The defense let 38 points by. That's the problem. Against the Jets. Oh, it's a huge problem. But, yeah. So, what uh, what other games of interest are worth talking about this past week? Garoppolo won his opening debut. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, the dumpsters continues. The dumpsters still on fire in Chicago. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really, there's a lot of separation here 13 weeks in as far as, I mean, the the division leaders are pretty clear except for the one division. I mean, what, the AFC South, you get the Titans and the Jags tied for first. Do, yeah, but do you the guys Jags believe have the that Titans? one, I think. No, I think yeah. Jags have that. Yeah, I don't buy that. I'm not believing in the Titans, but they keep winning games. So what the fuck do I know? Well, I mean, there's there's one thing that we need to start talking about. The possibility of it happening, no matter how much it bothers Iceman. And that's, there's a very strong possibility Cleveland could go winless. Ooh. Damn it. <laughs> and, 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 and Iceman, in his best Tom Masway impersonation, is going to be upset that the Lions lose the record for the most... Horrible team ever in the history of the NFL. I'm going to be more upset that we have to share it with fucking Cleveland. I don't know that it wouldn't be as bad, but maybe it wouldn't be if it was like San Francisco, but it's fucking Cleveland. 
I mean, let's look at the Browns' schedule. Do they have any potential wins? Who do they have left to play? The Packers? No. The Ravens? <laughs> no. The Bears? Maybe. Maybe. The Steelers? No. So their best shot is going into Soldier Field <laughs> and winning one against the Bears. It could happen. They got draft Gordon. <laughs> and yeah, ladies and played. gentlemen, there you go. There's there's the one time Iceman will root for the toilet bowl. He's got a point there, Iceman. I am not going to root for well, <laughs> Why am I going to root for the toilet bowl? If the toilet bowl loses, <laughs> Cleveland gets their win. Yeah, you'll root for them to lose. You'll actually have... You, you just you just are like any team but them. That's just your attitude about them. But now it's like, no, I actually want them to do something. I want them to lose, and like it matters to you, not just because you just well, fuck it, they should lose because they're Chicago. It's kind of uh, like when, how do I explain it? It's kind of like as a Michigan fan, I always want Ohio State to lose, but if Ohio State losing meant Michigan leapfrogged Ohio State in the standings into a playoff spot. I really want Ohio. I'm I'm rooting for Ohio State to lose, not just going. Right. And I hope they lose, like I always do. You know, fuck them. Of course, I, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm going to tune in and watch the game. Yes, I am. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Why are you so dead set on holding on to it's such a shitty record? It's the only record I got, man. It's all I got, man. It's, it's all a, I got. It's all I got, man. <laughs> No, oh, that quote carries more weight for 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 Iceman and I than than you know, Chris. But yeah, yeah, and you sound just about as pathetic as the person who said, "Man, it's all I got" when he fucking said it. So there's podcasting for three, and the third one will never listen. But anyways, all right. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, we, we pretty much all at this point looking at it, going, "Yeah, it's a very, 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 very likely possibility the Browns go winless." If anything, I can count on the Bears. <laughs> you said their name. It's a big step for you. <laughs> all right. So, do we want to go ahead and just get into the picks? Yeah, because everything it. else really was eh, well, th- oh. this week. Oh, well, but the one thing that, that, that at least I hoped for last week came true. Herm Edwards, new head coach of the Sun Devils. How you doing in Arizona, uh, coach? He's getting and, out of broadcasting back onto the, the field. And, and the Hermisms are already starting. Apparently, there's a, uh, uh, a, a fan website for the Sun Devils called the Devil, the, the Daily Devil or something like that. And during his uh, press conference to announce he had been hired, the guy stands up and says that, and he's like, Daily Devils? I don't want no devils around me. I'm a Christian. And I'm just like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> Herm, Edwards, Herm Edwards already starting with the bullshit. Because, like, look, I know the man ain't dumb enough to, to know, but still, it's just fun. I'm like, yep, yep, it's going to be interesting. I'll actually give a fuck about a team that team in the uh, at, at least in the uh, press conferences for a change. So yeah, I just want to say I'm happy. Christmas came early for me. Herm Edwards coaching a football team again. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready. Man, did he not like broadcasting, dude? I think he liked it, but it's it's dude, it's Herm Edwards. Did you ever see the the the, the hard knocks when he was with? Uh, Kansas City and the shit. The, he not. talks. 
He talked more shit as a head coach on the field than any player that he was fucking coaching. Like, one of the rookies came up to him, and he's like, what you doing over here, Rook? No, Rook, no, no. Any time for you to take your reps, you know what time it is? Time for you to go to Krispy Kreme and get me a dozen donuts. And it's got to say hot when you buy them. Don't bring me back no cold donuts. I mean, just talking shit. I mean, just like, that's all. Don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about running routes. You ain't going to be here long enough to run routes. Go get me some Krispy Kreme. And I'm just like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Points for honesty, Herm. (laughs) All right. Well, we did kind of skip over the NBA a little bit. The only things worth mentioning there is, well, Cleveland's winning 12 straight. No oh, fucks were I thought they were done. I thought they no, were done. No fucks were given. Thought they were done. <laughs> now, the Warriors are leading the league in ejections and technical fouls. And Steph is hurt. But yeah, All he right. rolled his ankle real bad. If anybody wants to watch a video and go, ooh, watch how he rolled his, Steph Curry rolls his ankle. Because, ow. Very, very right. ow. All right, get your tinfoil hats out. Just saying, if they're calling that many technicals on them, get your tinfoil hats out. Sooner or later, someone's going to put forward the conspiracy theory that the NBA is doing this because well, they want to more stop parity the in the league. State. Yeah, there you it know is. it's coming. You know it's coming. I don't think the leagues do. I think the the play the teams in the league are going. Well, we got to do something. Let's get under their skin. This is the one league that did have an official. Come out as corrupt. I was just gloss over that. But anyway, should we get into the picks? Yeah. There's been movement. I have fallen into last place. Whoops. Yeah. However, my winning percentage is still 599. Rich moves into second at 604. Iceman, Olden, strong in first at 636. I'm telling That's what you, I do. We, we would kill in Vegas. I'm telling you, somebody is listening to this podcast and betting on my picks. I'm telling you, they are. I want Collectively. <laughs> you want some juice? I do. What's your, hey, what's your bet, what you bet on your own picks? I told you. Give me some of that money you earn, Chicken. and I will. <laughs> hey, hit the donate button. All right. So Iceman, go bet on his picks. That's what I'm saying. I want some points. I'm going to charge points on that shit. So, yeah, let's start with Thursday night. Oh, why do we always have to have a Thursday night game? Damn it. I suck on Thursday. What is wrong with extra football? I suck on Thursday. It's shitty matchups. I get it. (laughs) But that's my beef is you need to have some better matchups if you're going to give me extra football. We did forget that the Dallas Cowboys rolled the Redskins without Zeke. But the Redskins are a 40-degree day this year. Is that really an accomplishment? Without Zeke? Yeah. <laughs> but Thursday night, we got a divisional battle. I was going to say, this one's not yeah. that bad of a matchup. Yeah, you got, this, you got the Saints at the Falcons. This would be a pretty good game. Uh, the Falcons are at home. Uh, new home Mercedes Benz. I said, didn't this used to be the Georgia Dome? No, the Georgia Dome was exploded a couple weeks ago. Imploded, whatever. Level. Uh, Ironically, by the same people who tried to knock down the Silver Dome. It took them two tries to knock down the Silver Dome. 
Can't take down our house. Under Armour. Oh, we must protect yeah. this house. I'm saying that's Earl is ever the optimist. That's how you look at it. And I look at it as yet another, you know, why would anyone ever leave the Silver Dome satisfied? Happy. I believe another podcast had a tweet go. So what was it said? So more uh, disappointed fans leave the Silver Dome yet again. <laughs> well, what is kind of amusing is they built that fucking thing what forty-seven years ago, whatever it's been, and that motherfucker—they're like, oh, it was built a lot uh, <clears throat> better than we thought. Like, oh yeah, we used to build shit back then in America to last. We knew how to build it. <laughs> now it's like no, I'm waiting for them to tear down Comerica Park because it's getting close to twenty years old. <laughs> I know, right? Did you guys see that video on the? interwebs of the Georgia Dome explosion where the bus pulled in front of it. Uh, the guy was trying to film it and the bus pulled right in front of it. Uh-uh, I missed that. Fix- <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it couldn't have even been, it couldn't have been scripted better. Like a bus pulls in front of it, blocks his entire view of the Georgia Dome, picks up people, drops them off, and as soon as it pulls away, it was over. Like, it was... It, it, it couldn't have been scripted better. You hear the guy like cussing at him, like, get the fuck out of the way, bus. <laughs> but anyway, New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, quite honestly, I like New Orleans' offense a lot better than I like Atlanta's offense. Give me the Saints. Yep, give me the Saints. Uh, Saints. Eats at you to pick the Saints, doesn't it, Iceman? Well, He's I mean, they're, they're done don't you? He is done. But he isn't. Yeah. He should be. He's there, done in first that? place. He should be done. <laughs> He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be done. Hey, we're but almost getting to that magical time of year where you get a Saturday game. Uh, but still, uh, still with Sunday games. So, the 1 o'clock games, starting with the Indianapolis at Buffalo. What the fuck's going on in Buffalo? Like, they're same, pulling same tie Rod Taylor. They're, they're sitting, they're starting. Like, they're they're same. beating teams they're not supposed to. They're losing to teams they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Giants country. Buffalo's got a way better record. And I'd like them better than the Colts. Give me the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, definitely give me the Bills. I've lost all faith in the Colts this season. This is a whole lot of shit show right here. Right, you got to pick the Bills, but man, it's not even worth a watch. Next up, the Toilet Bowl heading to Cincinnati, taking on the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. I think this could get ugly. <clears throat> yeah, give me the Bengals. They, I mean, <clears throat> just... Simply based on comparing the offenses, I, that fucking Bears offense is just bad. I mean, they haven't even cracked 200 points on the season so far. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tentatively go with the Bengals. If, if you guys didn't watch that game tonight, you you won't understand that. But Vontez Perfect has got carted off the field. There were so many power hits in that game. I don't even know who's healthy coming out of it, but I have to tentatively pick the Bengals. Next up, Green Bay heading into Cleveland. The Browns at home. Doesn't fucking matter. Give me the pack. 
Yeah, give me the Packers. Uh, the toilet bowl with a handle. Pack, give me the pack. All right. Oakland at Kansas City. Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Shit's getting interesting right away in the AFC West. Oh, man. I mean, beast mode all of a sudden showing up. Uh, uh, God damn it. But Kansas City's at home. I think behind the 12th man, I think Arrowhead's probably the second toughest. Uh, what, what is it? It's probably what? The 12th man, Lambeau, and Arrowhead are probably the three toughest places to play if you're not from there, right? With Arrowhead, I think at one point being declared the loudest. I don't know if that still yeah. stands. <clears throat> hmm. Man, just give, give me the Chiefs. Oakland hasn't really... I mean, I know they, they've pulled the 500. They've kind of righted the shit. But they really haven't. I mean, the good old eyeball test. They really haven't been, I think, what they're supposed to have been. You know, I, I, I viewed them as dominating this division this year. And they've just kind of been, eh. So give me the Chiefs. I mean, I'm going with the Chiefs. And I'm just crunching the numbers. Defense is pretty evenly matched as far as points given up. But, I mean, the Chiefs just they put up way more points. They have a better record at home than the Raiders do away. It's a divisional game. Chiefs Chiefs know their season's slipping away if they lose this game. So they, they – I don't know. How do you put this? I think the Chiefs are more desperate 6-6 six and six than the Raiders are at 6-6. Six and six. So give me the Chiefs. Yeah, everything Rich just said. I picked the Chiefs with the caveat that if they lose this game, Chris, I, I don't give a fuck if they can still win their division. They're fucking in trouble. I mean, and they're already in trouble. They're in a nosedive right now, and they need to be able to pull out. I don't know what Andy Reid needs to figure out, but he needs a win in a bad way. It has to be this week. I think Oakland's like, oh, shit, we're 6-6. Six and six. And Kansas City's like, oh, shit, we're 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. <laughs> So next up, Dallas at the Giants. Again, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Give me the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, they're, they're floundering without Zeke, but <laughs> the Giants don't have nobody. They ain't got the coach, the GM, the starting quarterbacks in question. <laughs> Dallas. Well, just one thing I want to point out, I just think it's interesting. You know, 12 games into their season, Dallas continues to be painfully average. They're 500. They have almost the exact same points they've put up versus points allowed. I mean, isn't it wasn't this hasn't this been the story of Dallas since their last Super Bowl win? And I mean, how much of that shit got heaped at the feet of Tony Romo? It's like, nah, nah, you guys, you guys maybe don't have quite the culture y'all had in the 70s and 90s down there in Dallas anymore. This is true. To me, Jason Garrett has always struck me as, like, Jerry Jones' fucking lapdog yes-man than a coach. It's it's not it's not so much like, hey, we're going to put this guy in there and he's going to, you know, do his thing. It's, it, seems, it seems he is a puppet. They, they yeah. put somebody malleable in there who will be Uncle Jerry's mouthpiece. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. He's, I mean... Dude, Jerry Jones, he's pulling the fucking, he's pulling the strings. I, I don't even, 
I think it's safe to say he doesn't even bother to try to hide that fact. Yeah, laid at the feet of Tony Romo, his legs, his back, his neck. Like I think the last coach that would tell Jerry Jones to fuck off was Jimmy Johnson. It it seems after Barry, you know, maybe Barry Switzer, but it seems yeah, you've just had a you you've had a a a, a trail of yes men from the late nineties to now coaching the Cowboys. So yeah, let's move on. Ooh, here we go. Ooh. The Lions. Heading down. It's Tampa Bay. Taking on the Buccaneers. Uh mm, Do we know if Stafford is gonna be sitting out Sunday yet? He's playing. He's playing. He's gonna be hurt. Tampa Bay's at home. Tampa Bay is an under 500 team. Give me the Lions. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even come up with an, like an excuse to try to. Besides just being a homer to try to pick the fucking Bucks. I just I don't see it. Having said that, watch Winston come out and have a career day. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, give me the Lions. Huh. Give me the Lions. He sounds so defeated. Someone um, just kicked his kicked your. Puppy. I am defeated. I told you all that. Your wiener dog. Give it up. I'm going to pick him because that's my team. I'm never going to pick against him ever for any reason. However, fuck him. <laughs> Next up, the Vikings at the Panthers. Hmm. 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 Man. Now, for some reason, my gut's just saying, give me the Panthers. See, I think the Vikings have proven themselves for real. That defense is is no joke. And, I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm not ready to call them, you know, Purple Rain. But, dude, they, they, they definitely have, have shown me something in the last few weeks. So, give me the Vikes. Yeah, Case Keenum's found his uh, favorite receiver. Uh, Xavier Rhodes got secondary on lockdown. Uh, yeah, yeah, give me the Vikes. All right, next up, fresh off their win in Chicago, Jimmy G's, Jimmy G 1-0 is the starter for the 49ers, heading to Houston, taking on the Texans. Uh, yuck. I mean, neither, yeah, Houston is wildly underachieving with Deshaun Watson out. You know what? Give me the Niners in this one. I see Jimmy G being better than Tom Savage. I don't care if Houston's at home. And I got to go with you, man. I mean, <clears throat> Texans are just is not their year. The injury bug has bit them way hard. I, new quarterback. Seems like they got who they wanted. He went out there. He did what he was supposed to. Might have given that, that team a little bit of hope. A little bit of something to play for. So... Give me the Niners. Oh, hell yeah, the Niners. Everybody is hurt except for Hopkins on the Texans. The quarterback's hurt. The running back's hurt. Defensive end's hurt. Linebacker's hurt. Yeah, but the problem is the Hopkins that's not hurt is Bernard Hopkins. He ain't going to help him win a football game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The surprisingly 5-7 and seven New York Jets heading to Denver. Taking on the surprisingly awful, what are they, 3-9? and nine? I thought it was 2-10. Uh, it's 3-9. Yeah. Denver Broncos. Who've dropped eight in a row. 
It's got to be killing that defensive fucking... The, the defensive half of the room has to be pissed right now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. No moratorium this year. Give me the Jets. Their offense looks way better than Denver's. God, I, I did not think it, 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 I'd be picking the Jets over Denver at the beginning of the season, at this point in the season, <laughs> but I'm doing it. Give me the Jets. I, I'm right there with you, Rich. I can't believe it either. I gotta pick the Jets. They beat Kansas City for Christ's sake, who's way better than the Broncos this season. Yeah, and credit where credit is due. Yeah, gotta Except, give him their due. Give him his due. His due. <laughs> Except Tennessee heading to Arizona. None of us are buying this Tennessee team this year. But I'll buy him this week. Fucking Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> it's the goddamn quarterback in Arizona. Give me the Titans. Yeah. I got a feeling Mariota's going to be bumping by the time I get to Arizona on his way out there. I Maybe it is time to start buying this Titans team, dude. Every week we're like, eh, ain't buying it. And we pick them and they win. The fuck, bro. We the Titans. Yeah, but they ain't beat nobody yet. I mean, I'm going to pick them still, but they still ain't beat nobody. This ain't college football, so they can't be ranked number one and not beat nobody. <laughs> Just saying, bro. They haven't beat nobody yet. It, look, they're going to go beat Cocaine Blaine Gambert. That's what he was called when he was in Missouri in high school. Kai did lines. How he's still playing NFL. It's anybody's guess. Those pitchers haven't surfaced yet. That's all I can tell you. Bob Probert is all I'm going to say. Right? Line coach? So, yeah. Put me on the line, yeah. Ah. I'm on the line. I got a line. Who needs a line? Where's the line? <laughs> hey, Joey, get over here. Coach said we can get play so we can do the same line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Redskins heading to Los Angeles to take on the surging Chargers. See what I did there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, this team clever. went from being. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Again, another team you got to give him his due. I mean, the Chargers, we were calling them a shit show a few weeks ago. Now they're contenders for their division. Uh, Washington this year, they're just there seems to be something missing, right? They just don't seem to have that spark they had like they did last year. So I'm picking the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take Chargers too. Well, I'm going by myself. Redskins. I understand that they they have something missing, but th- th- I mean both of these teams are forty degree days. Ain't neither one of them gonna see anything big happen at the end of the season. But the Redskins are a little bit better than the Chargers, if not just younger. You know, one of these days, our production guy will get around to getting that forty degree drop, so it makes sense to the people in the audience. Just saying, take it. Because I was, I, I said it at work, and I say it so much that they understand it, and they've never seen an episode of The Wire. So I'm just thinking that, like, maybe, hopefully, there's a few like Wire fans listening, going, "Oh, I get it. Forty degree day. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, in, a, in a week or so here, I'll be off of work for a couple weeks. Ooh. I'll, I'll, get the, I'll get the, I'll get the, I'll get the production. You know, I gotta blow get, out my knee. I gotta blow out my knee like fucking. I can't even remember someone who blew out their knee back. Who who was running back for Miami blew out his knee real bad? Two thousand three uh, national championship game. God damn it! No, he you're playing Miami. No, yeah, he played he played for Miami. Whatever. Long story short, I can't remember his fucking name. You gotta blow up. I need to get a week off from work, motherfucker. You get paid to get time off from work. 
Yeah. Been there for 13 years. I should. <laughs> that's like a prison sentence. That's not a, that's not, that's not, that's not a job. How long you been here? 13 years. Damn, bro. They kept you down 13? Shit. Yeah. Press catch your case. <laughs> the Eagles at the Rams. This is going to be a good game. This is a game. Uh, this is a game. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. This may not be. The next three matchups are going to be pretty fucking good. Uh, the Eagles at the Rams. I think the Eagles are coming off a bad beat. Give me the Eagles. Uh, yeah, this is. Whew, I don't know how to pick this one. Yeah, fuck it. Give me the Eagles. I mean, that defense and their offense, statistically, the damn. I mean. They match up really well. I don't know how much of a fucking advantage being home for the Rams is at this point. The only advantage I think they have by being home is that it is the Eagles are going to L.A., right? Yep. Yes. The only advantage that the Rams can enjoy from that is you have a, a East Coast team going to the West Coast. Maybe that might throw them off their game, but I don't know. Yeah. But are the Rams ever at home? That's what I'm think saying. About it. They probably... Uh, a gentleman on other podcasts likes to put it, they play 16 road games a year because they're an L.A. team. The Chargers, they're going to have their fan base from San Diego you know, drive up north to still come see them when they play. But the Rams, I mean, they were from what? They're from St. Louis. They're essentially playing 16 road games. Yeah, don't you got to go back to like the Ernest Dickerson days for the L.A. Rams? Yeah. And I mean, before that, they were the... Uh, weren't they? Weren't the Rams? No, the Cardinals were in St. Louis before they went to right. Arizona. They, they, then they were Phoenix, then the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. All right, never mind. My bad. Yeah. Got my shitty NFC West teams mixed up. <laughs> uh, I'm labeling this game as a must-watch. You don't want to miss this game. Uh, it's going to go back and forth. Well, I, you know I what, homeboy? I'm going to need to pass. Right. I think Eagles and Carson Wentz had a just an off day. It happens, but he's going to get righted and uh, come come make a statement on the Rams, unfortunately, for Rams. Well, if it's a must-watch game and they don't carry it out here, why don't you go ahead and fire me the login and password for your fucking NFL whatever Sunday ticket so I can watch the damn game. <laughs> I like to watch football, too. I like football. <laughs> I wish I could. I got a satellite. What do you want from me? Excuses. All right, uh, next matchup. Again, this is going to be a good one. Seattle at Jacksonville. Man, hmm. You'd have told me last year that I'd be sitting here thinking about a game including Jacksonville. I would have called you a fucking liar. Hmm. I did. Damn. Uh, you know what? Give me Seattle. I mean, if you go... if. You, just signal caller versus signal caller. Russell Wilson is a way better quarterback than Blake Bortles. Give me the give me the Seahawks. Uh, I think Jaguars' defense is pretty damn underrated in all this. I don't think there's the national buzz for it and talk about it. It would be if it was another team, maybe you know a more high-profile team with a deeper history. Uh, on top of that, they are at home. So give me the Jaguars. Yeah, so Seattle's still really beat up, and Jacksonville is not Detroit. So sorry about your luck there, Seattle. 
I did tell you that the Jaguars were going to be contenders at the at the beginning of the year. Jags. So I'm all alone on this one, huh? Yep. All right. Put on my lone wolf hat. All right. This hey, this one might be my must watch for the week. This is a division game too. Mm-hmm. SNF replacing Faith Hill with Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood wearing a whole lot of nothing in her intros, by the way. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. This is going to be an awesome fucking game. But give me Pittsburgh. Baltimore's offense doesn't fucking excite me. What their defense does. But, I mean, Antonio Brown tonight (laughs) taking a huge hit, but still holding on to the ball. We're recording this on Monday night. Yeah, give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, these these two teams don't like each other. And I don't think they're going to like each other anymore by the end of this game. But that's not going to change anything. Give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, not really a must-watch for me. Ravens are who they are. Again, the Steelers aren't the Lions, so they're not going to make them look like all-stars that they did against the Lions. So, Steelers. Monday Night Football, divisional game. But not really going to matter. Yes, this probably will be it. Patriots heading down to Miami. Taking on the Dolphins. Dolphins got themselves a win this week. They won't this week. Give me the Pats. Yeah, give me the Pats. Even without Gronk. Belichick finds a way. <laughs> Patriots. Yeah, it seems Rex Burkhead's the anointed white boy this year for Tom Brady. So, there you go. Playoffs starting to take shape in the NFL. Playoffs taking shape in fantasy football. None of us making it. I I didn't make it. I wanted to make it. You could have made it. I don't think you did, though. Well, congratulations to everybody that made the playoffs. That means since we didn't, if they want to, the overall winner can fill that fourth chair and sit in with us for an episode. Oh, so it, especially if it's Big Rob from the Weezing Podcast here at Christopher Media. Done that. Just come down there and talk, Mitch. The guy who picked a quarterback first with the first overall pick. Fucking Brady, yes. I remember I remember going over the picks going, what? That's, that's the same thing everybody told me not to do. Yeah, well, it's worked out for him. Yeah, no shit, right? But how many spots are going to the playoffs? Six. I might have made it. Nope. Trust me, I've been crunching these numbers for the last week. <laughs> I knew all the ins and outs of how I could make it. There's what ten all, people in our league. Yes. And 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 four of us don't make the playoffs, and all three hosts didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yes. The odds that, of that happening. Half sports fans, people. Yeah. Well, none of us need to buy green bananas for the next couple of weeks. Seriously. Like, no, my season was fucked from the third quarter of the first game when I lost David Johnson. It all started unraveling right then. The theme of this year was the injuries, everybody. Well, I have yeah, I finished some- third in our, in our half of the division. I'm in. Uh, it goes by not because someone else had to lose for you to get in and they won. Let me look. I believe Rich's cousin had to lose. And she did not. 
She beat the fuck out of my cousin. <laughs> See? This is- <laughs> it's like doubled him up. Whatever, man. Whatever. I'm just saying. Just, uh, go ahead, Jess. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm six and seven, and they're six and seven. What are you talking? Yeah, but she's going to be seven and six. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then that, that Team Henry guy won, too. That's what I'm saying. Our way in was that Team Henry guy, and then he was playing the fucking guy who stopped setting his lineup like three months ago. So that was an automatic W for him. The two people that needed to lose for us to get in won. Plus, I fucking lost because Pittsburgh gave up 20 points. Bitches. <laughs> Pittsburgh would have gave up like three less points. I would have won by like a point. But yeah, Iceman, our way in was those two people losing, and they both won. Trust me, I've been I've been monitoring the situation for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so it was fun though. We still get to play because I'm gonna set it up for uh, uh, the uh, how we finish will be the draft order for next year. So still gives you motivation to set your lineups. Yeah, if you say so. Hey, that one guy will automatically get last pick. The guy who's going to end up 1-12. That's even if he comes back next season. <laughs> I know, right? Like, the only three Fuck guaranteed him. to come back are us. I know, right? We'll fill a spot. Make a, uh, make a trophy. Rob can lord it over us when he <laughs> wins it. Hey, now that we've done podcasting for three for the last five minutes, we'll just thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Sporty Podcast. Email the show, sports at ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right, later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.